Starfield has received its ESRB rating, and there's information in there that may mean there's microtransactions. This is causing a debate to crop up about what this could mean for Starfield, especially in light of things that they have done in the past. Now, this could mean nothing. It could be something as simple as DLC add-ons or the Creation Club, and many are quick to hand wave and say, that's probably all it is. But I want to examine the history that Bethesda has with microtransactions in their games. Some of their biggest franchises have games that feature microtransactions that have been hotly criticized, whether you look at Elder Scrolls, Doom, Fallout, or Wolfenstein. And so we're going to look at all of that. I want to put all the good information right here at the beginning for you. That way you don't have to go looking for it. It's a longer video because it's a live stream. Make sure you hit subscribe and the like button. That way you don't miss the content and you can be here for the discussions. So Starfield has a mature rating for humorous reasons at one level, but also for reasons that could be a cause for a concern. Microtransactions are one of the hottest debated topics in gaming, and Starfield's rating leaves room for them, which many are worried could mean things in the game that they might find to be unpleasant. The rating could also point to something as simple as DLC. Uh, cosmetics, just things that you're wanting to buy optionally in the game, whether maybe it's just a deluxe purchase upgrade. There are games who have ESRB ratings where that's all you can do, and that's a part of the rating. Could be cause for concern, so I want to look at the ESRB rating info. I want to look at Bethesda's history with microtransactions because it's a little worrying, but I also want to conclude by saying this could go either way. This isn't doomsday, but this is a cause for questions and clarity. Something to remember, Starfield is one of my most anticipated games this year. I'm looking to the Starfield Direct Showcase to confirm 60 FPS and give a good glimpse of raw gameplay as well as the content loop. I personally do not think that they will jam bad microtransactions into this game. But as I looked at their history, my lack of concern actually grew into moderate concern. I was initially with everybody else saying, yeah, right, there's no way they would do that because I kind of feel that sense of anticipation. I want the game to be very good and I don't want them to hurt it with microtransactions. But when you start looking at all the currencies and the shipbuilding and stuff in the game, there's certainly room for it. So first, let's just look at the ESRB rating. According to IGN, quote, it confirms Starfield is an open-world role-playing game in which players assume the role of a miner tasked with finding artifacts across the galaxy. A miner as in somebody who mines minerals, right? Not like a miner like a child. So then it goes into garden variety game info. Uh, The next bit of text describes some things more standard, like Starfield allows for first and third person perspectives, and that it will feature character interactions, quests, futuristic guns, lasers, axes, and explosives. But it does touch on dialogue, and this is one of the reasons that it's kind of funny, like this rating is kind of funny. Uh, It's surprising... Uh, that they really focus on this, but they have to do that, right? Given the wide array of dialogue options in the game, they've really increased the quantity. That's one of the big increases in Bethesda games that we're seeing. They show just how much more dialogue there is in the game, and there will be some suggestive language. There are comical examples like a sexually transmitted disease that's 100% fatal, or I'm all for getting wild, but next time can we try it without the jetpacks and talk about seeing the stars? That was amazing. So there may be romance options 
and we're hearing things that are you know taking place maybe after you've romanced somebody some of this could just be heard in passing we don't actually know now there also will be drug use and explicit language in the form of curse words I don't say curse words in my broadcast but you know not much for the imagination there if it's rated M it's going to be some of the big ones and with respect to the part about microtransactions what exactly was stated from IGN alongside all the previously mentioned details the ESRB's rating page additionally confirms Starfield will feature in-game purchases and that's in quotations for both PC and the Xbox Series X and S it gives no further details as to what we may be purchasing but it most likely means we could see cosmetics for characters or ships or substantial DLC full expansions there is you know a lot of ways that this could go there's a lot of ways they could add content to starfield many people aren't sure if this is going to be a one-off game is it going to be an ongoing game do they have big plans to do more with it now i put out a tweet a very simple tweet and i said the starfield esrb rating could mean microtransactions i i said it could mean i didn't say it did i said is this concerning yes or no the response to the poll reminded me of all of the Redfall PR coverage. Everyone is quick to say it isn't microtransactions or it's just the Creation Club, which we're going to look at the Creation Club in a second. That's microtransactions, but whatever. The instinct to immediately defend the game is honestly comical after many of the same accounts and the same people reacted the exact same way to concerns about the Redfall gameplay. Don't you remember? The IGN player is just bad. You haven't played the game yet. Now, this is obviously different because this is just generic info from the ESRB website, but the behavior is the same. I I was just asking the question. I had people assuming that my poll was me hating on Starfield. Again, those who live terminally on Twitter should actually watch my content before speaking on it. My Starfield coverage is comprised mostly of me defending the game and coming from a place of anticipation. I've lost count how many times I've had to defend the NPCs in Starfield or the 1000 Planets decision or the fact that you can't land on the planets. I actually defended all of those decisions because I see the game for what it's trying to be and I think people are judging it unfairly but hey I was against the Activision Blizzard deal it got me some heat on Twitter not on YouTube really I mean obviously covering that is great but there's lots of other things to cover this tribalistic narrow view of the world doesn't allow for nuance and disagreement I guess so I put out a tweet just asking is this concerning for Starfield and it's attacked as if I'm making some sort of tribalistic line in the sand I would much rather have dialogue about these systems these games and these topics but many of you would prefer to sling mud and stay at the bottom rung of discourse like children I'm just going to continue to say I cannot engage with juvenile and dishonest attacks I can engage with debate I can engage with dialogue that reaches above the maturity level of angry teenagers I know it's hard to be an Xbox fan right now I get it I know I'm frustrated as an Xbox fan. I started my career with Xbox, own more games on it. I bought the Xbox Series X first. But while we all wait for games to launch, maybe consider trying to be a kinder human being. This is just video games after all. Anyways, 
I think it's important to consider Bethesda's history with microtransactions, okay? You can't just hand wave this away and say, oh, it's not going to have microtransactions. There's no way they would do that. I was initially doing that. As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, they're not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're going to do DLC or something. The more I researched this, the more concerned I became. And that was after I just thought this is a nothing burger. Let's start with an easy and super not controversial one. Most people don't think this is that controversial, but many are split on it. The crafting bag and the Elder Scrolls Online. The general consensus from ESO players is that the ESO Plus subscription is just worth it. If, if like if you're going to be playing the game, you basically need that subscription. It's practically necessary. But they typically tell me you get a ton of value from the subscription, so it just doesn't matter. You get so much. They're so generous. A huge value is, you know, you get full access to all the DLC game packs. You get a monthly allotment of crowns that lets you buy really cool cosmetics and mounts and things like that. However, the main thing I want to point out, this is just one game. I'm going to look at multiple games. The one thing I want to point out is there are seven things that have a theme. Number one, the unlimited crafting material storage. Number two, double bank space. Then you get 10% increase to gold and experience acquisition. 10% increase to crafting inspiration and trait research rates. Double furnishings and collectibles space in your player housing. Exclusivity, uh, Exclusive ability to dye costumes. I guess you can't even dye costumes unless you pay for this double currency cap for transmutation crystals now you may be noticing a trend a lot of that you're paying for utility many people are going to say oh that's an mmo that's an mmo a lot of the utility that you hear listed there are the types of things that will be in starfield right materials currency things that you need to buy spend craft and invest in all right a lot of this is paying for a utility and a function in the game that many say without it Elder Scrolls Online is basically unplayable. I'm speaking purely here from the surface. This is what people have told me. Now, why is this important? Well, Starfield's a game where currency and utility will play a huge role. They've already confirmed that ship customization and investment is very expensive. That's literally part of some of the marketing and interviews. Now, they did say you can't run out of fuel, but your ship will run on fuel. That's an awful lot of utility. And this isn't the only game where they did this. Back in April of 2019, Fallout 76 made waves with its microtransactions. They were selling repair kits in their atomic shop under the guise of, quote, helping you spend more time looting and shooting and less time toiling away at a workbench fixing your gear. Well... This is certainly a game where that could be part of what you're doing. You're going out, you're looting, you're shooting, there's workbenches, we've seen them, there's upgrades, there's crafting, there's investing in your weaponry. Alright, the community quickly called out Fallout 76 for selling utility, and they have something very similar to what ESO has. It's called Fallout First Premium Subscription, and it features something that sounds oddly familiar unlimited storage for crafting components in your new scrap box container that's the same idea right you're gonna be playing this game a lot right well let's have you can pay for utility and people are gonna keep saying fallout 76 and eso those are mmos those commonly have microtransactions okay what about wolfenstein youngblood keep in mind we're talking about elder scrolls fallout 
and Wolfenstein. I've even got one more after Wolfenstein. These are big banner titles in the Bethesda catalog, and they had no problem putting microtransactions in them that many people have pointed out are sort of questionable. You're charging people for utility. You're making the game virtually unplayable without the microtransactions, without the subscription. So Wolfenstein Youngblood featured a micro store that had uh, upgrades like you could actually buy gun upgrades in the store and many called it pay to win now it didn't have any pvp elements that i saw so paying for power or paying for progress is more accurate i really don't like using pay to win in environments where you're not like winning against another player like getting a stronger weapon in a gun i'm sorry getting a stronger gun in a game I do think is incredibly problematic, like actually selling upgrades, and just wait till I read the creation club description to you. I don't get why people are hand-waving, acting like, well, that's not going to be problematic at all, you know, because there's a whole lot of things you can sell in there. But this is another Bethesda game with questionable microtransaction practices. And last but certainly not least, the recent mobile game, Mighty Doom. I'm sure many people are going to hand wave this too and be like, oh, that's a mobile game. That doesn't count. I disagree. It's under the Doom name. It represents the Doom franchise. Like, this is one of the bigger and more well-known Bethesda titles historically. We're talking about Doom. If they're willing to do it to this game, if they're willing to put scummy microtransactions in a game that holds the Doom name, what makes you think they won't do the same thing in Starfield? They did it in Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls is one of the most well-known franchises in existence. And wait till you see what they did in oblivion fallout 76 again is attached to one of their biggest names in ign review of mighty doom they said any aggravating monetization scheme you've heard of is probably here and their verdict is there is a devilishly fun roguelite hiding in mighty doom but the way it's been buried under all the most egregious money-making schemes in mobile gaming is hugely disappointing they were willing to do that to Doom. <laughs> like you, you have to see, this is a worrying pattern. I'm not saying that they're going to do the same thing with Starfield, but Bethesda certainly doesn't have any qualms shoving nonsense into their games. And an honorable mention, since Microsoft and Bethesda both seem to be a match made in heaven on this subject historically, you should do a little more research into the history of microtransactions. The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion Horse Armor DLC controversy do you remember that back when screen rant reported on this they were talking about how the microtransaction idea was developed quote speaking to wired in 2005 microsoft described the microtransaction system as one that would provide a profitable new revenue stream for publishers one they would be foolish to skip out on according to us gamer bethesda was the first third party publisher to accept microsoft's idea offering a pack of in-game horse armor for oblivion for two and a half dollars <laughs> So, yeah, they're not going to do this, right? Let's all hand wave and act like there's no possible chance that Microsoft and Bethesda would have good reason to put microtransactions into arguably their biggest game this generation. This will be bigger and more analyzed, more played, more watched than Forza. Likely, it will probably be more played than Halo Infinite. This is their biggest game this generation, right? I might have got ahead of myself. Forza really did very well with player count, but Starfield in Bethesda, there's a lot of pull for this title, okay? It gets even more interesting in light of everything that has happened. More from Screen Rant. 
This resulted in outcry from fans who found the two fifty, the two dollars and fifty cents, far too expensive, especially for a cosmetic item in a single player game where no other players would even see it. I, I just want to pause here before I read the rest of the quote. Isn't it amazing how far we've come? People were angry about two and a half dollars, and Fortnite skins sell for like twenty bucks. It's just remarkable how far microtransactions have come. Anyway, continuing. Speaking about the issue later, Elder Scrolls director Todd Howard claimed Bethesda had tried to price the pack lower but someone at Microsoft insisted on the 250 so even before Microsoft was telling Todd Howard what to do even back then he was getting vetoed by them that's a worrying prophecy for the relationship between Microsoft and Bethesda given that I already went and looked at the blog post from Todd Howard the day they announced the acquisition Todd Howard did not seem to think they were going to be taking their games off of other platforms. He said it was like their original agreement and it was about more than one system. And then all of a sudden, every Bethesda title is a Microsoft exclusive. And then if you look back at this microtransaction history, it seems that Microsoft has no problem pushing Todd Howard around and being like, no, it's 250 bro. That's what it is. And Bethesda was the first company to jump at the chance to do microtransactions with Microsoft. Everyone is hand-waving and saying this couldn't possibly lead to a storefront or microtransactions. I'm sure people will run to the comments of this video. Well, that doesn't count, or, well, that's an MMO, or that's just a mobile game. Bethesda has shown a pattern of being willing to put questionable microtransactions into every major name that they own. Now, it's not every major game that they own. People really have a hard time with reading comprehension on Twitter. I put out a tweet about this. Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Wolfenstein, and Doom. Those are their four big daddies, okay? Those are flagship names, and they were willing to jam really bad or questionable microtransactions into games that carry that banner. Elder Scrolls, Online, Fallout, 76, Wolfenstein, Youngblood, Doom, Mighty Doom, right? These are all carrying major banners of the Bethesda brand. So what do we make of this? Okay, I'm not trying to be doomsday, but do research. Don't hand wave. Like, be credible. Like, be, be somebody that actually looks into situations before attacking people. Gee, many Christmas. The fact is, this could honestly land in a variety of different lanes. First, it could be really bad. It could feature paying for utility like we've seen in other games. That would likely get a response from the community that would be mixed, right? Some people would be okay with it, but that would be mostly negative. I don't think you want them selling utility in Starfield. Gamers are generally opposed to paying for power, utility, or upgrades, and it would really, really sour the space RPG experience. Second, It could be a pretty basic hybrid model. You got DLC, you could have some add-ons, you could have some cosmetics. Most players would have no problem with this, especially if the game was good and they supported it long-term. Third, many hand-waved and said this was just about the Creation Club. Keep in mind, that hand-wave is ignorant to a degree. Why? Well, listen to how Bethesda describes the Creation Club. Creation Club is a collection of all new content for both Fallout 4 and Skyrim. It features new items, abilities, and gameplay created by Bethesda Game Studios and outside development partners, including the best community creators. Creation Club content is fully curated and compatible with the main game and official add-ons. Now, you're like, okay, that doesn't sound so bad. 
Well, what can they sell? Weapons. New weapons, material skins, parts, ETC. Apparel. New outfits, armor, and items for your character. World. New locations, decorations, foliage. Uh, foliage, sorry. Characters. New abilities. Characters and companions. Creatures. New enemies. Mounts. Pets. Gameplay. New types of gameplay, like survival mode. That sounds like microtransactions to me. That sounds like a microtransaction store to me. Just because they include the community doesn't remove that fact. Lastly, stop rushing to defend a game just against basic inquiry. This feels like Redfall all over again. We asked, why does gameplay in Redfall look so slow? Why does it look boring and kind of plodding? Why are they always hip-firing, right? Was the IGN player bad, or or were they actually able to play that way because the AI's brain dead? All of that was met with PR spin, claiming that Redfall was great, along with fanatics who would attack anyone who said Redfall looked bad. And here we are again. Basic coverage, basic inquiry, even a basic history lesson is met with hand-waving and personal attacks. I'll be honest, most of the ways that this goes, or could go, it doesn't really bother me, right? As long as the gameplay isn't disrupted, and if it supports the game long-term, I'm all for that. I've continued to say that this could be a great ongoing game, and maybe they have plans for just that. But for now... Just like the 30 FPS quandary, we're going to have to wait for the Starfield showcase, or even the game's release for that matter, to get solid answers. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. Okay, so my thoughts and my conclusion on this. Number one, the ESRB rating has just cemented one more example of just how anticipated Starfield is. And to a certain degree, it isn't fair. The game doesn't deserve this level of pressure that's being put on it, and it certainly doesn't warrant this level of scrutiny, right? We're combing over an ESRB rating, and I didn't want to cover this, but everybody was talking about it, and I was like, well, let's at least do some research so we have some concrete information to give people. Many continue to hang their hopes for Xbox and for 2023 on the shoulders of Starfield. Fair or not, it's why these discussions become so heated and tribalistic. Number two, Bethesda has an undeniable shaky pass with microtransactions. Does this mean that they're going to do scummy microtransactions in Starfield? No, it doesn't mean that. But it's certainly a cause for concern, as well as questions. Consumers have a right to know the level of monetization that will be in a game before buying it, not after. And right now, that's all I want to know. What is it? And what does it look like? Conclusion. It's never been more clear to me that Xbox fans are starved for a big AAA game to land. If Redfall wasn't proof that many were so desperate that they were willing to defend something that fell below mediocrity, then this recent bit of Starfield news should really make it crystal clear. Xbox and Bethesda have to deliver, and not just a game. They have to deliver excellence. Microtransactions don't automatically stand in the way of that. But given Bethesda's history, they certainly could. And that's the show open. Thank you guys so much for being here. Man, what a great turnout. Over 700 people here already on YouTube. Let's set our sights on 300 likes. And we got 11 people watching over there on Kick. Feel free to start the gifted member trains. Get them going. Feel free to order coffee. We have the new bags for the Dark Roast. The Light Roast and the Frickmas are getting really, really low. Okay? 
they're getting low because they're on sale so make sure and snag those let's get the member count going every 25 I give 5 you guys crushed it again yesterday you're very very close to making me shave my beard which is absolutely incredible so thank you guys so so much for being here and supporting everything that we do really want to discuss this one with you because honestly the more I researched it the more I became concerned I was like man oh man Bethesda really really likes to see sell utility they really do oh you need more of this you need more of that you need more storage space you need a little bit more uh you need a little bit more of that uh, no problem it's just gonna cost a little bit of money right like I, I i don't think that's doomsday i don't you know and 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 why are people hand waving acting like the creation club isn't a microtransaction storefront Wait, I don't understand. I don't understand that. That's a microtransaction storefront. Why are we hand waving that? Oh, it's probably just Creation Club. Oh, you mean the thing where they can sell guns and when they can sell armor and they can sell locations? That place? Just because it's approved and and somebody else is making money other than Bethesda? DK Beggar is gonna start us off with a gifted member. There it is. There's the first one. Thank you so much. <clears throat> buy fuel for real money. Yeah, and, and the history of microtransactions is hilarious coming from Microsoft. There's actually a quote when they were discussing this. This right here is all the proof I need that if you're trying to blame Phil Spencer for Xbox's woes, I've continued to say that it's Microsoft corporate. Just listen to this genius talk, all right? Jay Allard is a Microsoft corporate vice president back when this is all being discussed. I don't know if Jay Allard is still there. And this person said, if you don't believe in the self-expression thing, so be it. Okay, let's play it out on the market. We believe in this, right? They were basically saying that, what was the direct quote? They said that that's not the quote I was thinking of. If you don't believe in self-expression things, so be it. A Microsoft corporate vice president who has a key role in building the services in the next version of Xbox. Um, Analysts say that money is good, perhaps too good to pass up. There was one where he literally said they thought players were going to be mad if they didn't have microtransactions. That's not the quote I was thinking of. Eugene put it in the Discord. I thought that was a different section of the article. Console owners benefit with Creation Club. I'm not saying that Creation Club is bad. Hear me, hear me. I'm not saying that Creation Club is bad. What I'm saying is don't hand wave and say, oh, it's not microtransactions, it's Creation Club. Creation Club is microtransactions. That doesn't mean they're bad. That doesn't mean they're scummy. But you, you need to have proper labels. Like the Creation Club is a microtransaction storefront. That's what it is. Just because it's a community-driven thing or that supports the community doesn't mean it's not a microtransaction storefront. That's just dishonest hand-waving or somebody who doesn't know what the frick they're talking about. I don't see any problem targeting whales with microtransactions. If someone doesn't want to spend time earning something in the game and is willing to pay for it, let them. How can you expect it to be free? I didn't say I expect it to be free. I'm being extremely careful. Yo, what's good, Snow? I'm being extremely careful in what I'm saying. I am not saying the Creation Club is bad. I'm not saying it should be free. Everybody quickly hand-waved this. And they're like, it's not microtransactions. 
It's a creation club. The creation club is a microtransaction storefront. What are we talking about? It's it's not some free tool set you can just go use and get fun stuff. It's a storefront where you buy stuff. That's my issue with it. I don't care if Creation Club's in the game. It will likely be super dope. I even said I anticipated the modding community to create entire video games in this game. Right? I, I, I expect that. I expect to see you know, Star Wars and Star Trek mods and all sorts of fun stuff. I, I don't I don't have a problem with that. Not really. You can use mods for free also. Uh, it's up to the mod dev. Sure, they can sell things for free if they want to, but they can also sell stuff for money. They can sell weapons, armor, upgrades, locations. You, you can buy pets. You can buy mounts. There's nothing wrong with that. That's up to the player. But don't wave your hand and say that's not a microtransaction. That just makes you look dumb. Thrifty with a $5 super chat tip. Thank you, Thrifty. Microsoft thinking gamers would be mad at the lack of microtransactions was the interviewer's takeaway from the discussion. Oh, so the executive was basically saying, yeah, we, we really want to make sure these microtransactions are in here. It's all about um, self-expression. That's how they couch monetization when it first arrived. Microsoft. Microsoft corporate. Creation Club also has tons of new content. The difference between good and bad is if it's cut content. Uh, given that we know that Redfall was cancelled for PlayStation build, I think it's possible that they had been working on a build for PlayStation that actually performed better, uh, noting how Deathloop turned out. Yeah, I've discussed that up one side down the other. I believe that Starfield was being developed for P- PlayStation 5 first, and so was Redfall. Just, just like Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo were. It's extremely obvious that those games were developed for PS5 first, and then were ported to Xbox later. It's why they don't run as well on Xbox. What am I missing? Just joining the stream. What's good, Scott Woodford? Well, if you're just tuning in, st- the latest Starfield news is that the ESRB rating came in and it says that there's going to be some level of add-on purchases. Now, that could be something as simple and as innocent as you can buy the deluxe edition in the game. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, I believe, had this rating as well because you could literally, inside of Ratchet and Clank, buy the deluxe edition. So I'm not being doomsday, but what I am saying is if you research Bethesda's history with microtransactions, I don't get why everybody's trying to hand wave this away. They have a sketchy, not super squeaky clean history with microtransactions. In both Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76, they sell utility. They have a subscription that's basically required to engage with those games because of how necessary the utilities are. Crafting bag, uncapped storage, ETC. So, if, if you're looking at those games, and then you look at Wolfenstein Youngblood, and then you look at Mighty Doom, it's pretty clear that Bethesda has no problem putting questionable microtransactions in their game. And those games carry their biggest banners. Bethesda's biggest four banners are Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, and Doom. Like that, those are some of the biggest and most recognizable names in gaming history. Think about the history of gaming. Those are four of the biggest, and they had no problem shoving micros into those games. They're not bad microtransactions, but they're microtransactions. Yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to drive home here. 
it, I, nobody is assuming there's going to be bad microtransactions in Starfield. I was one of the first people to wave this off. I was like, that's such a non-story. I was like, they're not going to put microtransactions in Starfield. And then I researched Bethesda's history with microtransactions, and I was like, well, they don't really seem to have a problem with microtransactions. They don't really seem to have a problem with microtransactions that are bad. Or, or we could say questionable. They're questionable. It's totally fine to say, I don't know, that's kind of questionable to sell utility, to sell weapon upgrades. These are the kinds of microtransactions that usually get the most ridicule. How has Bethesda treated their traditional single-player games as far as microtransactions go? Well, they had gun upgrades in the Wolfenstein Youngblood game. That was a single-player game. Mighty Doom is a single-player game. It's a roguelite on your phone, and it's got some of the... According to IGN, it has all of the worst... The worst mobile microtransactions that you could think of, they're all in Mighty Doom. They had no problem doing that to Doom. That's Doom! That's one of the longest standing games in existence. Eugene says, I had the opposite reaction. I assumed microtransactions because it was Microsoft and Bethesda, but I kind of knew their history. Yeah, don't forget about the horse armor in Oblivion. Oblivion's a single player game. They charged two and a half dollars for horse armor. That got them in a bunch of hot water. The history of microtransactions was paved by Microsoft and Bethesda. They, they paved the way historically. I would discount the mobile game. I wouldn't. No, you're not understanding what I'm saying. You can't discount the mobile game. It's doom. It's doom. It's not some side little mobile game that Bethesda cranked out. It's one of the most iconic franchises in existence, and they turned it into pay-to-win trash on a mobile device. We said the same thing about Diablo. You don't get to argue this both ways. If you were saying all the stuff about Diablo Immortal, and Diablo as a long-standing franchise has been sullied, and this puts a blemish on Blizzard, this puts a blemish on Diablo, well, then you gotta say the same thing about Mighty Doom. Everybody was up in arms about Diablo Immortal and what it meant for the franchise and what it meant for the future. How many doom and gloom videos, how many doom and gloom comments and tweets and chat did you put out there saying, I don't know about Diablo 4, Lono. I don't know, man. That Diablo Immortal. Well, where's that energy right now? Look what they've done with Doom. No problem, baby. Doom, Mighty Dooms out of your pay-to-win trash. Oh, no, that's fine. That's just a mobile game. We're going to hand-wave that off. That's quite literally what mobile games are, are they not? Reductionistic and false. No, that's not true. There are plenty of mobile games that are not pay-to-win trash. Lots of them are. Sure. But come on. They didn't have to do that with Mighty Doom. There are plenty of games that are not that bad. Mighty Doom is not Doom, though. It's a cute little game. Oh, golly. It's already starting. It's already starting. It different rules. It's like different rules. What do you mean? Mighty Doom isn't Doom? What? It's got the name. It has the name. They, they took... <laughs> stop, stop hand-waving and just track with me here. Track with the argumentation. Bethesda took one of their most beloved franchises, Doom, and they turned it into pay-to-win trash. 
on mobile. Why do you hand wave that? It's their property. They didn't have to do that. Doom is world renowned. It's iconic. Everybody knows Doom. They, they didn't have to do that. It's their property. Doom and gloom. I'm not being doom and gloom. Why, why would you hand wave that? Why is it called Mighty Doom? I thought you were making fun of it. Makes it sound like a giant ape. Yeah, I, I don't know why they decided to call it that. Doom, uh, oh, wait, hang on. Doom Eternal promised no microtransactions, but after Bethesda got bought, they put in microtransactions. Wait, can somebody verify that about Doom Eternal? Is that true? We can stop talking about Mighty Doom then, all you hand wavers. If Doom Eternal did that, then you are now checkmated. The conversation's over. It's clear that there's a pattern. They're totally fine taking not just multiplayer games, but single-player games and saying, yeah, shove microtransactions in them. $10 from James Tiberius Kirk. Microtransactions are weaponized FOMO. They're the bane of all gaming and should be eradicated. Well, I don't agree with that. Doom Immortal was too soon. Doom Eternal. It's not hand-waving. We're just doing jazz hands. And Nintendo put microtransactions in Mario on mobile, a single-player game. Yeah, but again, th- that's not what we're talking about. It's not, we're not doing whataboutisms. We're looking at Bethesda and how they treat their property. <laughs> no checkmate? Good try, though. How is that not a checkmate? If you're going to say, oh, Mighty Doom doesn't count, it's a mobile game, and they also put microtransactions in Doom Eternal, that's a checkmate. That proves the entire point that I'm trying to make. They have no problem taking prized, cherished, beloved franchises and shoving micros into them. Doom Eternal paid skin packs break developer promise of no microtransactions. Thank you. Checkmate. Conversation over. We can move on to something else since we're done hand-waving about Mighty Doom. That's it. End of discussion. There's a pattern. Bethesda doesn't mind taking well-known property and putting microtransactions into them. Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, nothing left. Those are their biggest titles. Those are their biggest names. Nobody's saying that it's pay to win. Nobody's saying that they're out here being, oh, it's predatory microtransactions. That not what that's not what we're saying. We're saying there's a clear pattern of behavior from Bethesda. So why on earth, when we hear about the Starfield ESRB rating, would we be out here hand waving? Oh no, no, there's not gonna be any microtransactions. <laughs> There's not going to be micro- microtransactions. Bethesda doesn't do that. I'm sorry? But Bethesda doesn't do what? What? It's almost as if every game that they've touched in the last decade all has microtransactions in it. Who cares? Why are you here if you don't care? Do you commonly do that? I don't care about pruning rose bushes. I don't go hang out in live streams about pruning rose bushes. Evaluate your decision making. Why is it concerning if you're interested? What do you mean why is it concerning? I'm looking forward to this game. I've covered Starfield exhaustively and defended it quite a bit actually. It's one of my most anticipated games. 
I don't want microtransactions in here unless, of course, they're they're fine. If they're tasteful, if they're not questionable, then I don't care. But look at the questionable micros they put in ESO and Fallout 76. They sell utility. They sold gun upgrades in Wolfenstein Youngblood. They told people, we're not going to do microtransactions in Doom Eternal. And they did it anyway. <laughs> I, I don't understand. What, what, why hand wave this off? There's a variety of ways that this could show up. If they like selling utility... Your, your ship runs on fuel. There's, there's massive amounts of money required to edit your ship. They've confirmed all of this in interviews. There's lots of utility in Starfield. Lots of it. None of this news sounds good. None of this is good, says Derek. If it isn't, uh, it isn't funny anymore. What a crappy year for Xbox. I think we need to look at when, is, when it's done okay. And why microaggression microaggression against all microtransactions is wrong also. It's a weird use of that word. The real debate should be what type of microtransactions are these going to be? <laughs> I've discovered a new religion. Microsoft Bethesda Apologetics. Like, Okay. What's uh, let, let's take let's take Horizon Forbidden West as an example. I was really really looking forward to Horizon Forbidden West, and I really really liked it. If on the runway to that game coming out, I found out there was going to be microtransactions in Horizon Forbidden West, and I found out they were going to be selling weapons and currency that lets you upgrade stuff, they sell they were selling utility and power. I would have been very upset about that. I'd be like, that's, I, you don't, why, ugh, why would you put that in your game, right? I'm not saying that that's going to be in Starfield, but acting as if that's not a possibility, when the pattern is clear, they have no problem going back on their word about microtransactions in Doom Eternal. They have no problem selling utility. They have no problem selling power. They have no problem selling gun upgrades. And, oh, it's just a creation club? Really, have you read what can be sold in the Creation Club? Because it's a microtransaction storefront that can sell weapons, armor, and locations. Like, that to me doesn't sound like a great runway for this game. I was hoping for Skyrim and Fallout in Space. I've continued to say, I want to have like a Star Trek experience. I want to build the Starship Enterprise. That's the experience I want to have. And if this thing's got a bunch of utility microtransactions in it, what have I always said? It's called the art of the squeeze. You make a game where natural earn rates and natural content loop flow squeezes the player so your sunk cost into the game is pitted against you and now you feel like spending money. What are What's acceptable microtransactions? What I find acceptable for microtransactions is additive content like seasons or DLCs or expansions and optional cosmetics I don't care about that stuff that stuff's fine that stuff's helps that it helps fund the game it's totally optional once you start selling utility once you start selling upgrades once you start selling weapons and power I'm like whoa 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 
That, that's the stuff that's supposed to be like in the game. That there, there's supposed to be natural currency earn rates, natural utility boundaries to to foster a good content loop. You don't want to hobble the content loop and hobble the player's ability to store stuff and stash stuff and and craft stuff and be like, well, no problem. We know that we foster that pain point, but all you got to do is spend a little money and you can remove that pain point. Microsoft pioneered microtransactions, says Eugene. Bethesda was the first third-party company to have microtransactions. Bethesda has a history with, of microtransactions, some questionable, some not. Microtransact- uh, Microsoft now owns Bethesda. Starfield is a Game Pass game that needs additional monetization. Why are people surprised at the mere idea that Starfield might have microtransactions? E- exactly. Can't you still have those Skyrim and Fallout experiences without the Creation Club additions? When I play those games, I don't miss the gear from the store. Okay, we're, we're mixing categories. We're mixing our categories, Gail. I have zero problem with the Creation Club. What I'm pushing back on is people that were hand-waving and saying, Starfield's not going to have microtransactions. It's probably just the Creation Club. The Creation Club is a microtransaction storefront that can sell weapons, upgrades, armor, and locations. you That's my issue. That's a separate issue. I'm pushing against that. You can't hand wave like, oh, there's no, there's not going to be microtransactions in Starfield. It's just going to be the Creation Club. The Creation Club is a microtransaction storefront. Call it what it is. Truth in advertising. Full transparency. Imagine not being familiar with the Creation Club. Imagine booting up Starfield and having all this hand-waving, all this PR of there's not going to be any microtransactions in Starfield. What do you think the average player is going to think when he boots up Starfield and sees the Creation Club? I thought they said there weren't going to be microtransactions in this game. Do you see? That's issue number one. Issue number two... Issue number two. Bethesda doesn't have a great track record with microtransactions. They have no problem putting questionable transactions in their biggest names. Doom, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, and Wolfenstein all have games with questionable microtransactions. Are they scummy? Are they bad? Are they predatory? No, they're questionable. They like to sell utility. They like to sell upgrades. They like to sell weapons. They even have a pay-to-win mobile game that bears the Doom name. (laughs) Forgive me, what's all in the Creation Club? Here's the thing, Slick, you don't know. It's It's a curated list of things. Remember the Fallout 76 store? It's like a mobile game storefront. F the Cat says, isn't it a live service game? No, nobody's classifying um, Starfield as a live service game. I'm going to enjoy my Reforged roast while running Alien Drug uh, Labs and having jetpacks. <laughs> I, I'm, I hope you enjoy the Reforged roast, F the Cat. Thank you very much. So, guys, by the way, 
by the way, there's over 800 people here. We should have 400 likes on YouTube. Take a moment. It helps the video. It helps more people find us in this great discussion that we're having. I enjoy the debate. I enjoy the back and forth. So make sure you're smashing the like button. Consider helping us hit our daily member goal of 25. Uh, If we get to 25, I have to gift five back to the community. If you already have a membership, consider upgrading to VIP. There's a weekly unfiltered VIP debrief on Fridays. That's the only thing we do for VIPs. Everything else is for all members. We will also be watching the Diablo Developer Direct today. And hang on. We are at 3727. You guys are still, you're still within 273 members of the stretch goal to shave the beard. Creature doesn't think you guys are going to hit it. And we have 269 VIPs. All right, back to the discussion. Isn't Doom Eternal just a couple of cosmetic packs? Starfield could be the same. Well, here's the thing, Coral Reefer. I don't have a problem with cosmetic packs. I don't. We were told that Doom Eternal wasn't going to have microtransactions, and then they went back on their word. That's the problem. If you're going to sell cosmetics in Starfield, I I don't have a problem with that. There's a section of the trailer... There's a section of the trailer where I kind of get the vibe that they're not going to have any problem. They're not going to have any problem selling micros, right? This section of the trailer, I don't have any problem if they want to sell cosmetics. That doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't. It just tell people as long as we know ahead of time, I don't care. Don't tell people there's no micros. Don't misclassify the creation club. Like this section right here. You see all that? I put her there at the end on the thumbnail for a reason. They could definitely sell cosmetics in this game. And I want to be crystal clear. I would have no problem with that. I don't get all upset about cosmetics. Now, there are people out there that are like, you can't put microtransactions in a full price game. Uh, chill the frick out like that's not a good axiom that's not a good axiom especially for a game pass game I don't have a problem with cosmetics I just want to know what you're doing that's all I want to know maybe I'm weird but I'm 100% down with Fallout 76 micros I love the crafting in the game and those cosmetics in the store were awesome Uh, Von Rass says, Lono, why is it so hard for people to accept and understand that Microsoft is only looking at ROI? The Blizzard deal, pushing games to one platform, microtransactions, etc. It's all ROI. Talking about Starfield, the difference is you can play the game with a subscription. I'm not sure what you mean. Paul says, Devil May Cry 5 and Assassin's Creed are single-player games. The devs inflate the normal balance of the game if they have time-saver microtransactions. So some microtransactions do hurt organic balance. That, that's, that's what I was talking about earlier, Paul. I call that the art of the squeeze. N- natural leveling, natural play. You can't get the stuff that, you, that, they, that, that you're, in, you're supposed to get. It just takes too long. Um, good morning, Lono. Good morning, Super Titan. Lono, did you mention Fallout Shelter? Another Fallout IP with micros. I yeah, well, I know Fallout Shelter has microtransactions. I didn't research that one. I probably should have because that's another that's another big Bethesda title with micros. Fallout 76 was a good enough example. I didn't want to get redundant, right? I wanted to be really punchy in my examples. 
Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, Wolfenstein. Like I had I had four different examples in four different environments where it's like look at all the micros. You you, you can't sit here and hand wave and act like Bethesda doesn't have a history of questionable microtransactions. Personally, I should have used Doom Eternal instead of Mighty Doom. I just thought Mighty Doom was a good example because it's like they're willing to take one of their most iconic franchises, turn it into a pay-to-win mobile piece of trash. That's not... How is that respecting the legacy of Doom? Come on! That's why I used Mighty Doom as an example. I was like, that's not... What? My gosh! What a legacy that game has, and that's how you treated it? Hey, two coffee orders came in. Toto Frito ordered a light roast and a Frickmas blend. The Frickmas is down to 10 bucks, and the light roast is $12.95. And another coffee order to FCAT. FCAT grabbed a bag of the new dark roast. That bag looks so good. It feels so awesome. Right here. Hot shot coming in with five gifted members. Let's get that member count moving. He says, I want to see that beard come off. Come on, guys. 275 is all that stands between you guys. That's all that stands between you and my shaved face. 275 members. Are we comfortable calling people that hate any microtransactions unreasonable? I feel like a reasonable person can hate all micros. It'll make it hard to be a gamer, but it's not crazy talk. I feel like, in light of the facts, Zubair, it's an unreasonable position. I do. Like, I'm not saying they're crazy. I'm saying that's unreasonable. You can be perfectly sane and go to a restaurant and say, I expect to be seated right now. That's unreasonable given the business reality of the restaurant, is it not? You're aware of the reality. You're aware of what's going on. And you're like, I insist that I'm seated right now. That's unreasonable. You can be perfectly sane and have just come to an unreasonable expectation. I think it's unreasonable in 2023 to be like, yeah, full price games should never have microtransactions. I I think it's unreasonable. I don't think you've done enough research. Yo, another five gifted members coming in. Thank you so much, Stone Spire. He pushes us to 11 members. Thank you very much. And thank you to all the people who are maintaining subscriptions over here on Kick. It's good to see all of those badges. Imagine playing RuneScape back in the day and every single player just paid for their different types of armor instead of working to create it. Zubair says, I feel like it's more like delivery fees at pizza joints that used to deliver for free. Yo, what's good feed? It's hard to come up with an analogy, Zubair. I just don't think... If you're engaged online, you're on Twitter, Reddit, and you're watching YouTube videos, it's hard for me to accept that axiom. It's like, you should be far more educated on the reality of gaming. Like, they've kept us from having to pay more for the video game for a super long time, and one of the ways they did it was with microtransactions. Now, that doesn't mean all microtransactions are fine, but they're also not all evil either. It's just too extreme. It's just way too extreme. It's too it's too rigid. It's too absolute, right? Guys, we're almost an hour into the broadcast. Give me 24 more likes, man. 400 likes would look really, really crispy right before we hit the 60-minute mark. Lono, are you worried at all that these corporations are conditioning gamers to microtransactions? This is scary. I mean, it... <laughs> You say conditioning, right? Like, oh, we're all just being conditioned. We're being brainwashed. 
at one level, the market has a level of psychological manipulation. At another level, it's the market responding to what it wants or what it finds to be worth its money. Whether it's convenience or vanity, the market supports things like skins in Fortnite. Think about it. Yeah, it's more like normalizing than conditioning. When you talk in conditioning language, you're making it seem like some like big brother scheme. All businesses try to get as much money from you as possible. That that's that's business 101. That's not unique to video games and microtransactions. Jet with the $5 says nothing burger Ratchet and Horizon has the same thing on ESRB for in-game purchases. Yeah, well, if you're going to respond to my thumbnail with $5, be sure to do that on all my other streams, or maybe engage in the dialogue as I did a 20-minute show open with research into the microtransactions history at Bethesda with games like Elder Scrolls Online, Mighty Doom, Doom Eternal. They even promised no microtransactions in Doom Eternal, and then they did them anyway. Then there's Fallout 76, and there's Wolfenstein Youngblood. Maybe educate yourself before wasting $5 on a super chat to act like I'm reporting on a nothing burger. Russell Coaster with a $5 super chat. Hold, uh, there's no microtransactions. It's labeled due to the digital deluxe. Yeah, another buddy, another one. Having the ability to sell their work, anyone who says otherwise is a pony. Yeah, thanks for $5. What, did you guys all just get get together a little bit ago and say, let's go give this guy $5 to look stupid? Like, do you guys have a club somewhere? Send some more people here. I don't mind. I got braces to pay for. It all depends on how the microtransactions are implemented. If they interfere with the immersive experience, then they suck. That's what I'm saying. Like, nobody is saying that there will be. Nobody's saying that they'll be terrible. But hand-waving and saying there won't be microtransactions. What? What? Even if it's just the creation club, that's a microtransaction storefront. You look foolish. Yeah, can we get some ponies in chat? Let's get some ponies in chat. Clearly, I'm just a Sony pony because I'm looking at the history of Bethesda, the first company to accept microtransactions with Microsoft with Oblivion, a $2.5 horse armor. Who's the pony now? Selling horse armor for $2.5. They were the first company to take up the idea. Oh yeah, microtransactions sounds great, Microsoft. Todd Howard's on record as saying he wasn't happy with the 250 price point, but Microsoft insisted that it would be 250. You think that sounds like something that you want for Microsoft ownership of Bethesda? Microsoft basically telling Todd Howard what to do with the microtransactions in his own game? But I'm just a Sony pony, man. There's not going to be microtransactions in Starfield, bro. This feels just like Redfall all over again. No no inquiry. No inquiry allowed. You know? We're, we're not allowed. We're not allowed to ask questions. A $5, uh, a $5 tip from Jet. I just came in. I got to rewatch. Listen, listen, homie. I appreciate the $5. You're going to come in and tell a man that puts lots of work into his show open, lots of research into my monologue, and you're going to say, this is a nothing burger? Where's the trust? Where's the trust? I remember being outraged by the horse armor. Meanwhile, in 2023, I bought a Marvel Snap cosmetic for 20 bucks. 
Yeah, look how far we've come. Yeah, Doom Eternal single player, and they put microtransactions in Doom Eternal after saying they wouldn't. You see what I'm saying? This has nothing to do with being a Sony pony. Bethesda closes 7.5 billion. Oh, aiming to take on Sony. I had to step away if you finish confirming this. According to the Screen Rant article that on April 30th, microtransactions were added, Microsoft final the Bethesda deal around March of 2021. So you think you think that the microtransaction thing was after the the purchase? I thought it happened before. Xcal with 12 months and it's a VIP. Welcome back in Xcal. Appreciate you. The Diablo thing uh, is at 2 p.m. Eastern. We will co-stream it. A lot of the cosmetics in Eternal only matter for the multiplayer aspect, to be fair. What do you mean, to be fair? They said they weren't going to do microtransactions. And then they did them. Headline, video game has microtransactions. In other news, water is wet. I'm confused as to why some of you do that. I don't understand. We have really great discussions and really great debates and we speculate and we make predictions about what's coming down the line. And the ESRB rates Starfield and everybody starts talking about it. Every YouTuber, every video game outlet is talking about, will Starfield have microtransactions? What the frick should I have booted up today and talked about? Did they put out a recent patch in Cooking Mama that you'd rather have me talking about? Jump in the water and swim with us or get the frick out. Like, if you're going to come here and sideline about how this isn't worthy or this is a nothing burger, then why bother clicking on the video? Like, come in and have a discussion or don't. Don't sideline swipe at the topic of choice. Demony Christmas. We can't be critical about Xbox's big flagship. but I don't know how to swim. <laughs> Doomslayer, what did you think of Mighty Doom, though? I mean, clearly you're a fan of Doom. What'd you think of Mighty Doom? Like, what do you think when they take, like, your... your Like, if they did that to Hellblade, I'd be so angry. Like, Hellblade's one of my favorite games of all time, and if they threw Hellblade on mobile pay to win, I'd be furious. You can gift on iPhone now, says Predator. Hey guys, you can gift members on iPhone. See if it works. Predator's testing it out right now. Predator 3A gifting five members to the community, taking us to 16. Thank you so much. Gran Turismo 7 fans revolted and they reverted almost all of it. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, I talked about that. I didn't do a talk show on it because I don't, I don't cover or play racing games. But Gran Turismo Seven, like I looked at the microtransactions and I was like, this is really bad. And then the community revolted and they reversed it all. They did this. What was it? Battlefront Two, where that happened? The Star Wars game, where everybody lost their freaking minds and they walked back all the micros. I think they slowly put them back in later, anyway, didn't they? Mighty Doom is a single-player, free-to-play mobile game. It is uh, a rele- It is a relevant. Uh, it is relevance difference in game category. It still makes your point about franchise use, but it's probably the weakest part of the argument. 
it's not meant to be a strong part of the argument. I'm establishing a pattern of behavior. Elevated vibrations gifted a member and it went to my man Aaron Crabtree. That guy's always here. He likes to order coffee. Thanks for being here, Aaron. Thanks for the gifted member, Elevated Vibrations. Like, I don't mention Mighty Doom to be like, this is the linchpin to my argument. Look at the pattern of behavior. Yo, another one from CrossFit hitting us at 18 members on the day. Thank you, CrossFit Nerd, gifting a member to Monkey Plagues, and Wired Rope does a three-month renewal. Thank you guys so much for the renewals and the gifted members. He says, yep, gifting on iPhone works. There you go. Time for a gifted member train, all you iPhone users. It's your turn. Blakey Biz with a seven-month renewal. Thanks for the top work, mate. Much love from the UK. Thank you, sir. Mighty Doom was a stupid cash grab. Using Doom as a way to get into mobile. A stain on the IP. I agree with you. I agree with you. I was very upset. You know why I was upset, Doom? I played it and thought it was fun. And then I read reviews and I was like, come on. I didn't get far enough to encounter all the problems, right? You know, I, I played it for 20 minutes and I had a good time. I thought it was a cool little game. I was like... Okay, you know, Vampire Survivors, another 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 really great game on mobile, right? I think rogues like that just work very, very well on mobile. DK Baker gifts a member, taking us to 19 members on the day. Thank you so much, DK. They charge more on iPhone? Well, of course they do. They're 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 take uh, Apple's taking their cut. Of course they do. Hmm. <clears throat> That's that's every game. That's every outlet that you spend money on through the Apple store, through the Apple apps or whatever. I feel it is both safe, safe and healthy to check all microtransactions at the door with critical skepticism. We have to be sophisticated consumers, says Zubair. We can't just pretend there are bright line rules about microtransactions. We have to judge case by case basis. This is exactly why I said I just want to know what it is and what it looks like. That's all that matters to me. All that matters to me is what is it and what does it look like? If you're going to have Starfield microtransactions, is it going to disrupt? We're, we're hoping that the Starfield Direct, that's coming up in what? how many days? Like Basically like a month. The Starfield Showcase is basically a month away. And we're looking forward to seeing more information, more Starfield gameplay. And the the question in my mind now is, well, okay, uh, hopefully you guys aren't going to disrupt the gameplay with micros. Because what I've seen from the gameplay is great. When we talked about the dialogue systems, that was a really fun stream. I think the dialogue systems look great. I think the concept of dynamic side quests is great. I think the the exploration looks fun. The building looks fun. You know, I've got concerns about gunplay and I've got concerns about performance. 19 months from Solemn. Take my Android money. Thank you, Solemn. Have they mentioned how long their showcase is? They've got so much to reveal and talk about. What'd they say? It was like 30 to 40 minutes or something like that? I don't remember if they've said the exact time. Apple charges top dollar for their phones and iPads and laptops, but they don't stand behind their product uh, for service. Just buy another one? I mean, that doesn't seem relevant to the discussion. People have selective vision. They will get angry over microtransaction on games that they won't play, but if they like a game or a developer, they'll let it slide. It depends, though, Tubbs, because if you really like the game 
and the microtransactions are scummy, that actually makes you more angry. There's a breaking point, I think, even for fans of a game. <clears throat> also, Forza and Flight Sim is better than anything on the PS5. What? Why would you say that? Like, I know that that's subjective, but there's nothing There's nothing to warrant that statement. Critical acclaim, I, I don't know, sales, awards. Like, really? Good night. I have a question. Name one game with a deluxe edition that doesn't say in-app purchase. I have a question. What does that have to do with the discussion? What does it have to do with the discussion? Seriously. Are microtransactions confirmed for Starfield? They're not confirmed, but when I heard the news yesterday that the ESRB had added, you know, add-in store or whatever it is, I said the same thing. I was like, that's probably DLC. I, I was hand-waving. I was like, ah, that's probably DLC. That's probably Deluxe Edition or something like that. That's just your ability to spend money in the game. Right? But then I started researching it. And Bethesda has a consistent, a consistent pattern of behavior of putting questionable microtransactions in their games. Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout 76... Those are MMOs. They don't count. Okay, I'll do you two single-player games. Wolfenstein Youngblood, Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal, they promised no micros, and they did it anyway. And they did it anyway. And then I brought up Mighty Doom. They have no problem taking a, you know, amazing franchise name and sullying it with a pay-to-win mobile game. And what Dave Langer is saying is so important. Stop hand-waving and saying, oh, this is just your ability to buy the deluxe edition. The Creation Club is confirmed. That means microtransactions are confirmed because the Creation Club is a microtransaction storefront. I do believe they look better than anything on PS5. Graphically, For Forza Horizon 5 looks better than anything this generation. That's so subjective. A photorealistic game with cars, you can't compare that to games like Forbidden West or Returnal or Ratchet and Clank. You can't. Like, come on. So much of what makes Forza look good is the fact that it's cars. Like, come on. It's one of the reasons that Iron Man ushered in a new era of of superhero movies, because you could make Iron Man look cool. It's hard to make Superman look cool, because he's wearing a leotard, right? That's analogous to, like, it's easy to make a car game look incredible. It is. Comparatively. I'm not I'm not taking away from what they did with that game, but that has nothing to do with the discussion at all. Yeah, get on topic. You're way out in left field. Hogwarts Legacy, but that's only for the Dark Arts pack, so Starfield may have something similar. You, no, 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 no. You've got to go back to what I just read from Dave. Uh, the, the, the creation club is confirmed. You guys, Starfield will have microtransactions. It's the, that's what the creation club is. It's a microtransaction storefront. People hand waving and they're they're creating they're creating a, a false narrative. Oh, there won't be microtransactions. That's just the creation club. The creation club is microtransactions. 
I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm saying stop being dishonest. <laughs> Don't be dishonest. The Hogwarts Legacy devs want to make a Superman game? Yeah, good luck. Like, listen to the description. Let me just read you the description. Okay. Where is it? Here it is. This is the description of the Creation Club. So all these people that rushed to Twitter to say that it's not a microtransaction thing. Don't mods create don't mod creators deserve money for their time? Who are you arguing with? Is there somebody else in the room on a microphone who keeps saying that the mod shouldn't cost any money? I didn't say that. You're creating a false argument. Who said that? I didn't say that. I didn't say that the that, that the creation club is bad. I didn't say that the creation club stuff should be free. I've never said that. You're arguing with the straw man. I've never once said, oh, all this stuff should be free. Creation Club usually uses modders. Are modders already making stuff for Starfield? Oh my god. Blood's gonna squirt out my nose. Alright, listen to the description of the Creation Club. Creation Club is a collection of all new content for both Fallout 4 and Skyrim. It features new items, abilities, and gameplay created by Bethesda Game Studios and outside development partners, including the best community creators. So keep in mind, the Creation Club can literally house stuff made by Bethesda, and they take a cut. Microsoft is going to be taking a cut of everything in, in the Creation Club store. Creation Club content is fully curated and compatible with the main game and official add-ons. So, Dustin Straw, thank you for 10 months. What can you sell in the Creation Club? Weapons. New weapons, material skins, parts, apparel, new outfits, armor, items for your character, world, new locations, decorations, foliage, characters, new abilities, characters, companions... Creatures, new enemies, mounts, pets, gameplay, new types of gameplay like survival mode. So, none of that's bad. None of that's wrong. None of that should be created for free. But, that means Starfield will have microtransactions in it. That's factual. That's not scandalous. That's not, you know what I'm saying? Why are people so sensitive about speaking factual about games? You've developed an allergic reaction to truth. It's like, Redfall, Redfall looks fine. Redfall looks fine. What? No, it doesn't. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Redfall looks terrible. And we got hand-waving. IGN players, bad. The game looks great. Here's the montage that I made. Sit down. You're being dishonest. You're allergic to truth. There's not going to be any microtransactions in Starfield. What's the creation club? Well, it's a storefront where weapons and apparel and locations can be sold. What do you call that? Uh, That's a microtransaction. Why is it controversial? It's not controversial. That's the point. I got hate for asking a question last night on Twitter. The ESRB rating of Starfield could, could mean microtransactions. Is that concerning? Yes or no? And I got hate for asking that question. 
This guy's a Sony pony. What is the matter with you? What's wrong? What happened to you? Who hurt all of you people? Who hurt you? Deep in your soul, you're bent and dark and twisted. You, I, it's, it's a question. Uh, I cover video games. It looks like there might be microtransactions in Starfield. Is, uh, is, is that a concern? It's just the creation club. Yeah, yeah, that's a microtransaction storefront. It's Twitter, though? What do you mean? It's been in my chat this morning. I had people in here this morning saying that. It's just the creation club. Anybody saying otherwise... I had somebody say... I don't even remember what he said. Anybody saying otherwise is a pony. What? What are you talking about? Bill Spencer hurt them last week? I guess. On Assassin's Creed games, you can buy a permanent XP boost. I don't like it, but is it hurting me? It depends on how fast you can level, Paul. It depends on if they've got the leveling set to motivate you to purchase the XP boost. Guys, we've had a little rebound in viewership. I don't know if YouTube was acting up or not, but smash that like button. Let's set our sites on 500 likes. We only need 50 more people. We're really close to the member goal. Every 25 members, and I gift five members back to the community. Help us hit that. Help us hit 500 likes. Feel free to gift members or become a subscriber over there on Kick as well. Mighty Doom is actually fun, and I come from playing the original Doom in college. Homie, I cut my teeth on the first shooter ever made, Wolfenstein 3D. And I thought Doom was a blast. I thought Mighty Doom was a blast. But that doesn't mean it's not pay-to-win garbage. What's good, Head Killer? Long time no see. You really should have done a pony live stream during the Derby. So on brand. <laughs> uh, I would have gotten smacked down with the DMCA really hard. Eugene says they've had blue balls for 10 years because Microsoft games don't fulfill their needs. In- insert shameless coffee plug. Yeah, has anybody ordered any coffee? The light roast and the frickmas are getting really, really low in quantity because we're se- they're on sale. And then we got the brand new bags for the dark roast. So thank you guys so much, all the people that have been supporting and ordering the coffee. Game design is key. If there's any pacing decision that factors into XP boost, then that is a problem. I posted yesterday on Twitter that I was selling my Xbox and some people went full on crazy. Oh yeah, they got really angry with you. I saw that, Brap. Listen, this is I'm just going to tell you what's been happening. This is what's been happening. There are people who get so loyal to something that the minute you're not at their loyalty level, you're the enemy. You've betrayed the brand. So I covered Halo for a month, had great growth on my channel with Halo. I have covered Starfield a bunch. I've defended Starfield far more than I've ever criticized it. Okay? built my entire career on Xbox to the point that it used to be really hard for me to cover Sony topics. Now we're a lot more diverse. I can cover both Xbox and Sony to great results. Look at yesterday's Sony showcase stream. Look at the turnout today. I can cover both. But because I don't hit their level of loyalty, I'm the enemy. I'm a betrayer. And it's like, come on, bro. Like, you may... It's it's so self-defeating. What's good, Ginger? I got to thank these guys. A's in the filthy, uh, the filthy casual with a $20 VIP, a 20-month VIP renewal. I think microtransactions just given at this point. Microsoft's been on a losing streak. They need to recuperate some loss, especially after spending so much money on Bethesda. And then Ginger hits 20 months, says Morning Legends. Good to see you, Ginger. 
listen to me, listen to me. If you're a diehard Xbox fan, you need to understand what you're doing. You're making it really hard to want to play, talk about, or be a part of anything Xbox does. Like, I'm super excited about Starfield, and I've been wanting to play it for a really long time, but Xbox fans make me want to run away. You guys are antithetical to fandom. It's like, you don't want people to to be middle-of-the-road fans of the property. I need a tattoo, I need to scream, hold the line, and I need to act like an insane person on Twitter. I need to do all those things in any order that you feel like is necessary. Apex Predator. The community makes the mods. It's always been the community. Todd Howard talked about monetizing those mods so the community can make money so the mods they make. Yeah, listen, Apex, I don't have a single ounce of problem with the Creation Club. I don't. But don't tell me there's no microtransactions in Starfield. It's just the Creation Club. The Creation Club is a microtransaction storefront. That's dishonest. Imagine someone ignorant to the nuance that apparently exists. Apparently there's a big difference between microtransactions and the Creation Club. Nobody's explained that to me yet, but apparently there's a difference. Anyways, imagine not being super familiar with this debate. Okay. Imagine not being familiar with this debate, and all you hear is there's no microtransactions in Starfield. And you boot up and you see the creation club. What are you going to conclude? There's microtransactions in this game. I thought there weren't going to be. That's not good for the consumer. They're going to feel like they got lied to. That's just fanboys in general. Even PlayStation fans act crazy. Oh, I know. When I tweeted that I didn't think I'd get into Final Fantasy 16 because the combat looked too much Devil May Cry, too much JRPG... I had people calling me a, 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 an X-Bot. <laughs> I had people accusing me of, of being an Xbox fanboy because I was just being honest about the fact that I didn't think Final Fantasy 16 was going to appeal to me. Beautiful game. It's going to be a groundbreaking game, I think, this generation. I do. I think Yoshi P is a visionary. I think he's a genius. And I think he's going to bring something to the market that's going to be truly special. And I'm probably not going to enjoy it that much. <laughs> and that makes me an Xbox fanboy. Creation Club was Bethesda's way of monetizing mods. It was key driver for getting mods on console. You want to know who probably really wanted to see monetization of mods to bring into console? Xbox. <clears throat> that was Xbox's idea, probably. I'm with uh, I'm with on the I love Devil May Cry, but I don't want it in my Final Fantasy. Well, the Devil May Cry guy is, like, helping. I mean, isn't he the combat lead on Final Fantasy sixteen? It's no surprise it looks like Devil May Cry. I mean, the, 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 the guy is Devil May Cry. Ginger, oh man. Though has spoken foul of the Square Enix cult. Oh, thou has spoken foul of the Square Enix cult. Too many cults in gaming and in fandoms, really. This is a human problem more than anything else. Well, sure. I mean, Ginger, you and I have our own diagnosis of what's going on. But, you know what I mean? Can we get nine more likes on the video? We're right there at 500. Come on, come on, come on. Big Mad Mo with 20 months and a member plus. 
Yo, do you have Dark Roast now? And I want Hellblade 2 most anticipated. Hellblade 2 is my most anticipated game probably this generation next to Ghost of Tsushima 2. And yes, these are the new bags, Mo. The Dark Roast bags. We got all the info on the back. It's a tear. It's It's got the tear line. No more scissors required. And then it's a resealable bag. Resealable bag. I believe you. I'm not mad. No, no, no. I just always... Apex, I have to be crystal clear. This is something that continues to happen in my coverage. I'll be like, Starfield's going to have microtransactions. You Sony pony. Okay, but I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Why do you hate Xbox? I, I actually think that microtransactions are fine. And as long as it's tasteful, cosmetics, additive, maybe it's just creation club. You betrayed us long ago in the dark shadows of the cult forming circle. Wait, what did you just say? Like, that's that's kind of how this conversation typically goes. So I'm commonly, I am commonly having to like overqualify my statements. I'm not saying that I hate this. I'm not saying that Phil Spencer is the devil. I'm not saying that Microsoft wants to eat children. Like, I have to constantly push back against just hyperbolic presumptions and false conclusions about what I think. Exhausting. Reckless Gambit with a VIP. Thank you so much, Reckless Gambit. Is that an upgrade? Let's check and see. Batman, when did you get here? Yeah. Do I look like a cop? (laughs) Swear to me. (laughs) Rachel. Okay, hang on. Uh, 270 VIPs. That was an upgrade. My man. That's my man right there. Oh, we talking about eating children openly now. (laughs) Oh, man. Did you see the screenshots of the Series S getting errors and running out of VRAM? (laughs) Don't cannibalize future content, bro. (laughs) Don't do it. I'm not wearing hockey pads. What's the difference between you and us? (laughs) My name's not Carl. I don't live with my mom. And I'm not wearing hockey pads. (laughs) That That was the uncut version. It happened to one person. Oh no, I know, I know. It's just it, I'm, I haven't I haven't had time to research it, so don't cannibalize future content. There might be something there. Virus Phantom with six months of membership. How would you improve the Creative Club if it was up to you? Because it wasn't good, and it never and I never bought anything from there. Chat, do you agree with what Virus Phantom is saying? I've not interacted with uh, Creation Club. He's, say, he's saying that there was nothing worth buying. That doesn't sound like... My impression of the Creation Club is that there's been some dope stuff in there. Yeah, Plague Tale Requiem got a performance mode seven months after release. Almost as if these games are launching, you know, between six and nine months too early. It's crazy. What a thought. Are you the real Batman? <laughs> Why do you dress up like him? Yeah, that's good. That's my favorite scene. <laughs> Why do you dress up like him? It's to show that we don't have to be scared of you. <laughs> oh, you do, Brian. 
You really do. I love how he pets him and tells him, shh, she's like petting him with his hand. <laughs> like the best scene. Uh, yeah, it's been seven months since Plague Tale came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Creation Club, for the most part, on Skyrim was really good, especially Player Homes, says Stonespire. Quest lines that might add stuff to the lore. Yeah, look at me. That's one of the best parts of the movie. He's like, look at me. Look at me. So good. At launch, it was terrible. Trying some of this coffee, bro, says uh, Killhawk. Hope it's great. Keep making amazing content. Thank you so much, Killhawk. I appreciate that so, so much. I got an order of coffee right here two minutes ago from Killhawk. He got a dark, a light, and a frickmas. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically the triple threat. You got all three. Congratulations, man. Enjoy it. Yeah, that that one, that one. Shh, shh. He like pets him. <laughs> uh, Ration Club was lacking on PlayStation, from what I understand. Mega blip, or was it just my internet? Uh, YouTube's been acting up all morning. I can always tell when we like we go up to a really great view count and then back down, and then we slowly climb back up and then back down. I think the I think the platform's having some issues this morning. We continue to like climb up low eight hundreds, down six six seventy, back up. It's like we're on a freaking roller coaster. You know what I'm saying? Is the Last of Us PC port still a train wreck? I probably. I don't know. From what I've heard, it seems to be fixed. I've not paid any attention to it. That's why you can't launch in a state like that. Everybody just moves on. Everybody just moves on. They're like, yeah, game's crap, you know, game's trash, game's garbage, meh, 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 and then they move on. I don't pay any attention to it. On the subject of Starfield, Starfield microtransactions, I, I'm I'm curious. Do you guys think they're going to speak to this at the Starfield Showcase, at the Starfield Direct? I know this is an excuse, but the empty planets are probably made specifically for the modders. I mean, a lot of people have said that. But that's what they think it's for. Apparently, Bloodborne is coming to PC and PS5. It's supposed to be revealed at the PlayStation Showcase. I know. I covered that yesterday, homie. We covered that yesterday. I included that in my show open. I don't... I don't buy into anything about Bloodborne until I see the game in an official announcement from Sony or FromSoft. Until then, it's so easy for people to clout chase with it on Twitter and Reddit. It's been lied about so many times. Just, It's just ridiculous. Last of Us PC ports now got a mixed rating, 58. 68 total, 68% total. Discord's doing something weird on preview images. They're like blurry until you click on them. Like once I click on that, I can clearly see it says 68%, but before I click on it, it's like super blurry. I don't they're doing some kind of compression thing for the preview image that they did not used to do. You used to do that and I could clearly read what you put in chat. I don't I don't know what they're doing. You guys think they will? No, no. I don't think they will say a word. They might just talk about paid mods. Okay. I mean, I could see them saying, we're not going to be doing any microtransactions with respect to cosmetics or battle passes, but we are going to have Creation Club, which is an opportunity for you to buy things made by the community. 
I could see them saying something like that. Like, that puts the whole thing to bed, does it not? That puts the entire Starfield microtransactions drama, that just puts it to bed. It's like, we are not going to sell, I'm, 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 I'm anticipating this, I'm not saying they're going to say this, but if it was me, that's what I would do. No microtransactions with respect to cosmetics or battle passes. But we will feature the Creation Club, which is a storefront where you can buy things made by the community. That's totally fine. I just, I think at that point, you need to have a firm answer. Just the same as you need a firm answer with respect to 60 FPS. I think it's in a similar category. Lurk mode, got a work call, no worries, Ginger. The first thing they got to address is whether it's going to be 30 or 60. I... I didn't get deep into this in the Phil Spencer interview. I think Phil Spencer's answer is because Starfield will be 60 FPS. Now, we don't know how consistently it will be. We don't know what performance mode is going to look like. Is it really going to lower resolution? Is it going to be you know bad? We don't know. But I guarantee you there will be an announcement that yes, Starfield will feature a performance mode with 60 FPS as its target. Bill Spencer would not have allowed that question if that wasn't going to be the answer. There's no way they boot up for the Xbox showcase and then the... Whoa, Eknor! That's got to be Eknor's brother. Eknor with a VIP. Thank you so much for being here. Um, We we continue to honor Eknor. That's probably his brother. He He did pass away. Um... He came. He came in on April the. Remember, remember the fifth. April the fifth. It was April the fifth when he told us. Um, what was I saying? Oh. To me, there, there's, there's no way you would have your Xbox showcase and then your Starfield showcase. All those announcements, and then you put the cherry on top of, thirty FPS. It would, it would ruin every. It would ruin the day. People would be like. Nothing you said today matters. Another, you know, another flagship title, another another first party title. So my belief is that Starfield will be at 60 because when Phil said that, he knows he's like, no, they're going to speak to it. They're going to say that it's 60. You wouldn't draw attention to it. They just wouldn't say anything. If it was going to be 30 FPS, they wouldn't say a word about it. They wouldn't. Eugene hitting 20 months with the pony, the shell and the wait until there it is. Yeah, it was really, really cool too, Trill. It was on a day where we had already gifted like 150 members and he came in to let us know that he had passed. The last time Egnor had come to the chat, he he thought he was a couple of weeks away. He was at a treatment center and he was fairly certain. That's why we have the Egnor Award. He, he was okay with that. It's a way to honor him. He was so generous those months. He really changed the culture here with gifted members. So the person who gifts the most members, they get the Eknor Award. It's a free bag of coffee. Last month it was Rissick, and that's going to round us out to 20. Thank you so much, DK Beggar. So anytime you take part in gifting members and supporting this this channel and this this community here, you're you're taking part in something that uh, that Eknor was one of the one of the founding fathers of, right? Him and YouTube Lurker and online MVP, those guys went big. Eknor went insane. Like, he hit high levels of crazy generosity. So, we've immortalized him here uh, in the community. 
GGA Bronco says, I think you concede to 30. You don't put 60 up as something you should be congratulated for. Well, but here's the thing, Bronco. I, I, I don't mean this as shade. Starfield has missed its boat with respect to a wow moment. Their wow moment was when they finally came up and showed us that trailer. There's no more wow moment anymore. You're, what, are you going to show me more gameplay? You've shown me so much of the gameplay already. So you're going to show me more gameplay. Okay, cool. I'm not I'm not stacking the deck against them. I'm being realistic here. It's like, if you show me more gameplay, more NPC interactions, that's great. But the headline that they want is Starfield confirmed to be 60 FPS at launch. Like, that's the headline they need. I know that feels incredibly low. Like, what a low bar. But when they delayed the game... That's I mean they that's it. You threw the marketing off. You threw all of the marketing off. The marketing's not supposed to go in that order. Like gameplay Starfield, and then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, you're not gonna play it for over a year. Well, okay. The wow moment's gone. Typically, what they do with marketing is you do announcement, announcement trailer. No, I'm sorry, teaser trailer. Announcement trailer, gameplay trailer, launch trailer. It's like in that order, right? And your gameplay trailer's right here, right? Teaser, announce, gameplay, launch. Gameplay is right here. Why? This is the moment you go, and everyone's like, yo, that game looks so good. And then that's the precursor to your launch trailer and your release date. Yo, Virus Phantom gifts a member. You guys can gift one at a time, by the way. Don't be shy. You can have a gifted member train of just one at a time. That's just as effective sometimes. It just keeps it on people's minds, man. The generosity here has just been spectacular. You don't got to do the big member bombs. Also, you don't need to wait for a gifted. You can become a member for $5. It's the join button or the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat. Click that dollar sign. It helps us do what we do. You may have noticed I've been streaming for an hour and a half. I'm not running advertisements. There's there's a, a thing to automatically run advertisements. I turn that off. We live off of the generosity of the members and the user. We don't do ads. Like You're going to see ads if you watch the VOD, but that doesn't disrupt the video. It pauses the video. It would disrupt the live environment, which is why we don't do it. Todd's the king of wow moments. You seriously don't think he has some wild cards up his sleeves? I, I don't think so. No, I think they're going to sh- I think it's going to be down it's going to be getting down into the nitty-gritty. And I'm fine with that, bro. We don't need wow moments. We need to see the game. I don't need wow. I need to get down to the nitty-gritty. Let me see the game in action. Somebody playing raw gameplay, controller in hand, an Xbox Series X. Samurai King with a $10 super chat. You underestimate how hyped people are for Starfield. No, I don't. That's why I don't think it can have a wow moment. That's precisely why. It's so hyped. Anticipation so high. Another gifted member from Darth Nihilus. Thank you so much, Darth Nihilus. Inching us toward the goal. Can we have both? Listen. I'm playing it safe. Rather than say, oh yeah, we're going to get blown away. It's going to be a huge moment. It's going to be a huge, huge moment. What big wow moment? I'm not doing that. 
I'm not doing that. I'm saying I I don't think that's what the, that's that's not what's needed right now. I don't need a wow moment. Can't have a wow moment because it's so hyped. Okay, do you understand the logic I'm applying? If a game is overhyped, it's more challenging to have a wow moment. It is. Has Bethesda ever had a game so incredibly anticipated? No, and that's precisely the point. There's so much pressure on the game. I I don't think I'm saying anything scandalous. I'm looking forward to the game. I'm very excited to play it, but I'm telling you, there's too much pressure on this game. 11-16. That was right now. Big Mad Mo orders two bags of dark and two bags of light. That's my man right there. We disagree all the time, but he always supports this channel with a membership and coffee orders. You the man, Mo. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to be unkind or, like, unfair. I'm like, bro, I, I just, I don't, I think the wow moment has passed. It's and, and listen, I don't want a wow moment. I want to see the nitty-gritty of the game. I want to see raw gameplay. I want to hear 60 FPS. If you expect the next iPhone to be as thin as paper and able to microwave Hot Pockets, then nothing the iPhone actually does will impress you. That's exactly the point. The, the pressure's too high. The expectation's too high. He's right, facts, because it's due to high expectations. Thank you. I'm not trying... I am the last person that anybody can accuse to be a hater of Starfield. People in here will testify and say, if people come in and they besmirch the game or insult the game or make fun of the NPCs or or, or say that the Thousand Planets sound stupid or we got in heated debates about how you can't land on the planets, Right? I defended this game up one side and down the other. I defended those decisions. I've been in this game's corner. People in here will tell you I have been in strong support of this game. But there's no wow moment anymore. We've seen the game. We've seen the scope and the scale. And you know what happened when you did that? We saw performance problems. So... That kind of takes the air out of the tires. It's like, okay, <laughs> hopefully it runs well. Bug Thesda, after all, which I reject that narrative as well. I have commonly pushed back on people saying, Skyrim was garbage until the community saved it. Shut up. That isn't true. Fallout 4 was so bad, the community had to save it. That's not true. I played both those games at launch and had no problem with them that was significant enough to claim they were so broken that the community had to save them. I spent a lot of my time being live in front of an audience pushing back against overly critical and you know people and, and, and false narratives against Bethesda and, and overly critical positions of Starfield. But that doesn't mean that the wow moment's gone, bro. I just think it's gone. It's and, and I also just don't think it's time for that. I don't think it's time to blow our socks off. I think it's time to give us the game. Let me see it in action. Regardless of the hype, I'm sure Bethesda will be able to match it. I think both them and Xbox understand this is the final straw for many. They simply can't biff this. You just precisely wrote why they shouldn't try to have a wow moment. It's not time to hype people up. It's time to just give us honesty raw authenticity that's what even phil spencer was like I- i'm not going to oversell the showcase yo belly boy gifted a member taking us to 23 little bit by bit you guys are inching toward inching toward the big one 
you're at 3743. You're now about 250 members away from a shaved face. Every time people hype Xbox, they underdeliver. I have little to no expectations. Something that I think continually gets lost in the in the in you know people either clip snipe me or rip me out of context or misunderstand my argumentation because I talk fast and I know that's hard for people right to to grab on Twitter specifically not here you guys typically are really good I think at the at having the back and forth sometimes we get stuck in the I didn't say that you know landfill but. That's that's one of the most common things that happens to me is oh he's just he just hates Xbox and it's like I that that could not be further from the truth. Let me ask you this as Von Raz, why can't Starfield have another wow moment? A game 10 years old Warframe gave me a wow moment with the new DLC, the cinematics, the environment and such. It can be done. Explain to me why Von. I'm assuming you're going to say things like major changes significant upgrade right from the original game that's not where we are right now we don't even have the game yet two dollars from richard rodriguez says starfield gameplay looks og looks like og redfall gameplay scary yeah there's a lot of slow movement there's a lot of hip fire samurai king with a 25 spot phil said they're paying close attention to starfield i'm curious as to how Here's the thing, though. Yeah, what Zubair is saying is very important. Were you expecting and anticipating the wow moment, or was it organic? There's an intrinsic value to a wow moment. It sort of takes you by surprise. You're like, wow, wasn't expecting that. Right? I wasn't expecting that. Right now, people are expecting it. I'm like, yo, 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 no, 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 no. This Starfield Direct is not about a wow moment. It's about showing us the game. It's about giving us good info. Proof of concept. It's time for that. Oh no, if I'm late to the party, I'll put you on two times speed in the background to catch up. Oh no, I actually think you can listen to my my broadcast at like a 1.5 and it sounds fine. I'm, I'm easy to understand at really, really quick speed. I'm telling you now, no one will be wowed by gameplay. You can be wowed by visuals and systems, but not the gameplay. And that's 100% fine, says Eugene. Yeah, I need to start talking like Kevin. Yeah, me use less words. (laughs) At this point, if it just released, it would be a wow moment. Oh, come on, Baba Yaga. (laughs) There's no reason to be like that, dude. There ain't no reason to be like that. It's the iPhone analogy again. Every launch since the original and maybe the 4 has failed to live up to the hype because it's hard to match the wow of a totally new device. Bigger screen isn't a wow. That's exactly right. I'm not expecting to be wowed. I'm saying I should be wowed. Is is it high expectations to ask to be impressed? Yes, it is. It is. I don't think a game's job is to impress you. I think a game's job is to be a quality product. If part of the quality is that you're impressed, great. But I think one of the fatal errors of video game marketing is that they focus too much on wowing you and impressing you instead of just delivering 
a solid like instead of just delivering a solid product it's all about the wow it's all about we got to impress people we got to shock people come on that that's that's been part of the problem you start the marketing way too early you show something that's completely divorced from the final product you know what i'm saying this is a common problem if you want me to buy the game you need to impress me somehow I mean, listen, I understand everybody's different. I understand that everybody's different. I don't need to be impressed or wowed. I'm more, at this point, I'm more concerned if it's just a quality good game. You want to know why? Because at this point, I think good graphics and good performance, that's kind of a given. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? It's, that's just a given. Well, of course it better have good graphics. If it's a next-gen game, of course it better perform well. But I don't need games to blow my eyes out of my head. I don't. I don't. There's a ceiling on just how far they can go with a lot of that stuff anyway. Spider-Man 2 letting a meme do their marketing for them. Genius. What do you mean? You want something to hook... You or intrigue you, or do you need the game to change your life? Yo, Zulu X Machina puts us on the doorstep of the member goal 24 out of 25. It'd be a real shame if someone ruined that with just like a really big member bomb. Did, wasn't it Kat that did it yesterday? We were like right on the doorstep of 25. And she was like, yeah, here's a 20 bomb. <laughs> so I love somebody. I love that energy. Somebody be the agent of chaos. I think quality is no longer a given. That's why it's a low standard. Just got here. Don't tell me you think Starfield's going to have microtransactions. I don't think that it will. I know that it will. It's been confirmed that the Creation Club will be in the game. That's a microtransaction storefront. Yo, Lawson says, I'm going to beat you to it. Nope, Stone Spire throws it off every time Sony does. You guys... I love it. You try so hard to land the plane. Rolling it over. That's the rules. Now you gotta hit 50. (laughs) Every time, someone's like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna bump it just by one. Oh, man. It's it's unavoidable. It's like trying to... It's like those board games where you have to roll the exact right roll to get home. (laughs) Oh, golly. Valiant says, everyone is in charge of their own expectations. I think desperation drives people's expectations high, and then they need it to be good. And when you point out the obvious, it rocks them. I think that's a good assessment, Valiant. I do. Creation Club doesn't count as microtransactions, in my opinion. So the Creation Club is a storefront where you can buy things made by either Bethesda or the community. You can buy weapons, armor, locations, character, new creatures. How is that not a microtransaction? I need that explained to me. How is that any different? It's a storefront where you can spend money on on little things. A percentage goes to Bethesda and Microsoft, and a percentage goes to the modding community, the person who made it. Billy. What? Recalling a previous joke, you sound like Billy's dad. Oh, <laughs> microtransactions are a way of life in gaming now. 
now it's to determining grade the penetration of that into the overall game and development maybe silly but why do we refer to current gen as next gen i think it's just easier to 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 like have communication to say next gen like when i say next gen you know what i mean i'm looking for next gen performance you know what i mean when i say that if i say current gen you might be like well what do you mean when i say next gen you know i'm talking about better resolution better performance better frame rate better load times you know better textures better lighting There's a screenshot from the reveal trailer last year that people keep reposting everywhere since it's the only piece of marketing we've gotten. Now it's become a meme and Insomniac are in on it all along. Oh, really? People open arms for microtransactions uh, in games will usher in NFTs in games? Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. That was good? That was, uh, that was Dark Rose. Okay. No, but I think you always say that when I put a little bit more water in. How the, do you got the bookshelf? That one fine? Great. Wonderful. Hopefully you can get it down the stairs. I can't wait. Uh-huh. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah, the short shorts arrived. And they are short. <laughs> they're short enough. They're not like lewd short, but they're short enough. I'll stop it. It doesn't take much to impress me in a game, says Eugene, but you need to do it somehow. It's kind of smart, but also kind of worrying depending on what their cut is. Sony puts microtransactions into all their games just like Xbox, so what's the problem? Number one, who's talking about Sony? Number two, that's false. (laughs) Are there microtransactions in God of War and Horizon Forbidden West? Is there a creation club in those games where I can go spend money on weapons and armor and pets and new locations? Where do you make or produce your coffee from? If you want all the information on our coffee, you can go to reforgeroast.com. It'll give you all the information about the the beans, the origin, and all of that. It's all on reforgeroast.com. Yo, good morning, Ben P. How are you? Are there microtransactions in Spider-Man? Uh, there was DLC. Yeah, Spider-Man had DLC. The DLC was was shaky. I think that was the weakest part of Spider-Man. The DLC had good, and some of it wasn't so good. I've heard that it got better with time. The, the second batch of DLC, I was very disappointed with in Spider-Man. But typically, people don't label DLC as a microtransaction because that's just like additive content instead of like a cosmetic storefront. A lot of people look at a cosmetic storefront and say, that's a microtransaction. They look at DLCs and expansions and they say, that's different. That's like additive content that you buy once and that's it. It's not like ongoing storefront or individual cosmetics for small amounts of money. That's kind of where the idea of a microtransaction came from. It was not the same as a DLC. Do you think think pre-order and deluxe editions are microtransactions? No. No, I classify microtransactions as exactly that. Small transactions for small items. That's what it means. Microtransaction. Like, break the word down. You know, it's a small purchase for something small. 
it's not a substantive purchase of substantive content. I, I do. I think that's a fair categorical, you know, distinction to have. You don't call DLC. The only thing I think that's in a gray area would be a battle pass. Black Cat, though, I mean, look, she's fine, but she ain't saving those she ain't saving those DLCs. Listen, the, the, I do think battle passes are in a bit of a gray area. It's it's not necessarily a microtransaction. It's also not necessarily DLC. It's in like the middle. It's like the Venn diagram centerpiece of it's not expansion DLC. It's not microtransaction. It's like in the middle. It definitely leans more heavily towards being a microtransaction though. Deluxe editions with in-game stuff or microtransactions. Yeah. <sighs> It, no, 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 Robert. It, a digital deluxe edition, I, I would maybe concede that, but deluxe editions sometimes come with a physical object, which is why I wouldn't classify that as microtransaction. A digital deluxe edition would be considered a microtransaction, right? Additive cosmetic items, extra little trinkets or whatever in the game. An actual deluxe edition where you get, you know, a little thing to put on your desk, that's not a microtransaction. DLC's expansions are not microtransactions. Boosts, cosmetics, ETC are microtransactions. Season pass, battle pass are questionable. Yeah, you gotta go case by case on battle passes. They're kind of in the middle. PlayStation Plus game catalog for May. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Woo! Humanity, Watch Dogs Legion, and Dishonored 2. Dishonored 2. I got frustrated with the AI in that game, but that's a good game. And Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is a must play must play facts Lona you speak the truth wise people don't understand the DLC and micro I don't necessarily think people don't understand that I believe he was just saying he was just curious how I categorized it I don't think he was like in the dark I think he probably has his own categories right Could we get 40 more likes on this video? It's been a really, really strong day. We've hit our goal. I owe you guys five members. If we hit 50, I owe you a little bit more. Thank you guys for continuing to support over on Kick as well. 17 viewers over there. And thank you for all of the coffee orders as well. Lots of coffee orders today. Uh, What, four? Yeah, four coffee orders already. That's phenomenal. I think we need a new term that isn't microtransactions like fun pay things. I think people would pay, would be more expecting. Yeah, let's shop different a different terminology to use. Yeah, microtransactions has too much uh, stigma. Dishonored had too many point of no return on stealth quests. Still loving my floating wand from the collector's edition of Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, so pretty, looks great with my floating X-Wing model. I need a Death Star now. There you go only like once yeah you can only like the video once this isn't this isn't the tickety talk if a hundred thousand people are willing to purchase a cosmetic pack for ten dollars you think devs are going to leave a million on the table it's the consumer's fault for buying the thing not the devs for offering it yes but we're acting as if we need to find someone to blame because something bad has happened so a lot of people forget that we can't just assume, oh yeah, that microtransaction, that, that, that cosmetic, that would have been in the game. They, 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 they ripped that out of the game. Does that make sense? What's this guy saying, Liquid Smoke? This guy called a fan? 
probably a troll. Y'all started it? Y'all started what? What's he in here saying? 15 months from Robert Jones. Here's my microtransaction right here. A fan says, I'm just an Xbox fan. I would have made a channel to come to live streams if PlayStation, if PlayStationers just talked about their console and not the fans, me and Xbox in a mean way. Yeah, but this isn't a PlayStation channel. It's not. I've probably covered more Xbox games here than PlayStation games, historically speaking, if you go back to when we started streaming here. Surprised to see a fan is still here. Thought they had somewhat, they said they were going, they had somewhere to go, and that was before I left earlier to my therapy appointment. Sounds like maybe they need a therapy appointment. <laughs> yeah, Silk Song officially delayed, but no, no window of time given. Yeah, I saw that. I tweeted that last night, Fuzzy. But you got blue lights on? I do. But my branding is all green. <laughs> perfect blend I like both sides you know what I'm saying (laughs) like if it was less personal I don't think people would get so upset like imagine being subscribed to Hulu that's green and Disney Plus that's blue this is a great analogy isn't it we've got a green brand and we've got a blue brand and imagine being subscribed to both of those and telling your friend I've been pretty disappointed in Hulu the last couple of years. They're not really bringing a lot of great content. I don't, I don't, they used to give me more. They promised me all these things that they haven't delivered. I've been getting more good content over here on Disney Plus. I have both. I like both, but I'm leaning over here just because I feel like there's been a better cadence and there's been better quality over here. And if your friend said, dude, you're a Disney rider, like, whoa. Like, slow down, bro. Hulu all the way, baby. What the frick is the matter with you? I like both. I've just been disappointed with one of them. What's the matter with you? I can't be friends with you. Stay mad, pony. And they walk away. You're like, huh? Like, what happened? That's what these discussions feel like. Like, that's literally how I feel. I'm like, I don't understand. I, I've been in the Xbox ecosystem longer, have more games there, bought their next-gen console first, and because I've been disappointed with them, I'm a Sony pony. Like, what? You may want to notice that the Reforge Gaming uh, deemed is green and the Reforge Rundown is blue. We kind of do that green-blue thing around here. We do. There's a huge difference in time between movies and video games. Thank you for pointing that out. I didn't know that video games were different with respect to time. I've, yeah, I've been playing video games since the Coleco, and not, I, without being told that, I would have been totally in the dark and thought that they were exactly the same. Or maybe I was giving an analogy to just how stupid it looks to accuse somebody of, of being a, a label simply because they express dissatisfaction in a brand they've supported for a very long time. I play almost exclusively on Xbox and I love your content. Keep doing what you do. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Mushriek. She's talking to me. She forgot to at. Oh. 
Well, I mean, I gave the example. Wasn't replying to you. Okay, I was going to say, I gave the example of, like, Hulu versus Disney. It, it, it very much could have been in response to me. Why is there no PlayStation controller emote? Own up to being a PlayStation fanboy? It's okay. No, I won't, because it's a false narrative, and I reject false narratives. You guys that live terminally on, on you guys that live terminally on Twitter, this is your own fault. You're either either your view of the world is too small or your brain's too small. That's your fault, not mine. Does this look like a Sony Pony channel right here? All this Halo Infinite coverage? All this Halo Infinite. Back when it came out, getting excited about it, covering the reveals. I was hyping it up. I was hyping it up before it came out. I did split screen. I covered season two. I covered season one. I did custom games with the community. I talked about the new game modes. Talked about the battle pass. More custom games with the community. Co-op problems. Earn credits. You know? Now, yeah, a lot of this was negative because that's not my fault. That was on Halo. But... I covered it. I was looking forward to it. I was extremely excited. Would now would a Sony Pony do that? I'm still scrolling by the way. I was I wasn't even done scrolling. You're listen, listen, no disrespect. You're just dumb. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? You can be smarter than that. Be smarter than that. There's no reason to be dumb. You don't have to be dumb. You can be smart. I think I think internet dumbness is a choice. It's a choice. Just like boredom and tardiness. You're choosing to be dumb. It's not hard to get information. It's all there available to you. Go to any one of the channels that are hardcore Sony channels. Do they have that much Halo Infinite coverage? Do they? How much have they covered Starfield? How much have they defended Starfield? Seriously. There, there are hardcore Sony Pony channels out there. Did, did they devote that much time to Halo? Would a Sony Pony upload 90% Xbox negatively? But most of my Halo Infinite coverage wasn't negative until the game came out. Raxi with a 50 spot. Starfield will be great for the fans of Bethesda. The problem is, can the casuals spend five hours in the game without being bored? Let the fans enjoy. Dude spends the entire stream saying he isn't an Xbox hater. Well, like, go watch my Starfield coverage. I, like, Eugene can testify... Eugene can testify, when Starfield first revealed that they weren't going to let you land on the planets like in No Man's Sky, I defended Starfield tooth and nail. Oh yeah, it's too much like No Man's Sky. And then the minute there were features that weren't in No Man's Sky, that was suddenly a problem. I was like, look how fast the narrative flips. I was I was hard in the paint for Starfield. I was like, why is everybody saying that Starfield is just another No Man's Sky? And then the minute it doesn't have a feature that No Man's Sky has, that's a problem. Like, it's, it's differentiating itself from No Man's Sky by actually being a space RPG and not a space exploration sim game, and then that's a problem. Historically, I have spent way more lifetime defending Starfield than, than ridiculing it. 
you know, do, do Sony channels do this? Do they cover Starfield to this degree? Do they? DLC and mods, right? Here's a dev update. Please delay it. I wanted it to be good. I literally said, please delay it. I got my wish. Ex-developer interview about, about Starfield, right? I was wrong about this, right? I was wrong. I forget what I was wrong about in that one. They planned the delay. There was people claiming it was a planned delay. This news is concerning. Starfield's taking a big risk. Here's Starfield performance. This is here's here's my theory. This was my theory way back a year ago. I said that Starfield was the new Xbox flagship. I reacted to a Maddie Plays video. Recent leaks. These are all shorts. Delayed again. The 30 Oh, that's a playlist. Now we're getting into $70 price increase. We were wrong about Game Pass. I forget what that video was, too. The more Xbox fanboys behave in bad faith, the more it conveys the perspective that the Xbox user base is toxic. People don't know what a discussion is. You argue both sides, which I love to see. Thank you, Raxi. Don't worry, Lono. We have a ledger of all the wrongs. <laughs> Collab with Starfield Signal. Y'all could get into some interesting topics. I'm not sure who Starfield Signal is. Is it a Starfield channel? I just stop defending yourself. Idiots will believe what they want regardless. No, misery. I don't spend a lot of time doing what I just did. At, like once a show, if somebody wants to come in and say that, I might listen. If you're going to hang out for the next 30 seconds, I'm going to shove a plate full of facts in your lap. If, if you honestly think this is a Sony Pony channel, because that's that's how people respond, right? Let, let, me, let me show you. Let me show you how people respond to, to, my, to my, my, my Twitter feed, right? If they're actually going to come in here, I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to talk to them. Be like, listen, man, you, you, you're, you're, you're being fed lies about me, bro. This was the response to my poll question. This right here. I asked the question, Starfield's ESRB rating might mean there's microtransactions in the game. Is that concerning, yes or no? And that's how this guy responded. He's called me a Sony channel before. I hate Xbox for change. Please help. I will do anything. God bless. A simple poll question asking about it. Doing research, right? trying to get a bearing on what the community thinks here's the poll right here the starfield esrb rating could mean microtransactions concerning yes concerning no not at all 60 40 split closing it on 2000 votes it's been seen 13000 times so when someone's going to come in here cuz they see that nonsense on twitter they believe it's true about me i'm like bro look at my channel look at the history of my channel look at the history of my coverage you're you're being lied to that's not true it's an already a shout out by streamer i want to say 
if you're not here in good faith and you don't care about facts and truth, then I didn't waste my breath on you because there's plenty of people lurking and listening right now that need to continue to see that this channel has a history of covering literally everything. The frog guy said Redfall's good. I I don't care what he said. I don't. Like, when that's how you're going to interact with me on Twitter, how am I supposed to interact with that? I literally saw his video about the Phil Spencer interview. He watched it twice, and now he's more optimistic. I actually thought, you know what? He'd be the perfect person to have on the show because he is not in any in any measure is he in the same hemisphere as me as far as like what I think. But then you you put stuff like that on Twitter. I'm like, I can't interact with that. I just, I just can't. You're throwing mud at my shins, bro. I'm above that. I'm not doing this. I'm not. I think I'm trying to have discussions. I'm trying to have debates. I'm trying to have dialogue, you know, he, I, li- I literally, I literally had him on a short list. I was like, Oh, that'd make for a good show, right? Complete opposite of me. Doesn't see anything in the way that I see things. And, and then I saw that tweet and I was like, yeah, well, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> no reason to talk to you. Yes, we are going to watch the Diablo 4 stream slick. Yes, we are. It's hard when you're near people like Brap, who's very Sony biased, but I like your points. Yeah, but what do you mean I'm near Brap? You mean I was a guest on his podcast? I'd be a guest on the Xbox podcast if they'd freaking pony up and have me on. And yeah, that phrase doesn't really work in this regard pony up if they'd freaking if they'd freaking pull their pants up and act like adults i go on an xbox podcast i don't I, what why wouldn't i i'll go on any podcast that'll have me it's fun like when i went on brap or when i went on mooch uh, uh crossfire or when i went on the the salt kings thing i just went on those shows because they were cordial and invited me also when i went on one of those shows there was super pro xbox guys on the one show there were super pro Xbox guys on the show. What do you mean? Like, listen, do you want to know why I'll never be on an Xbox podcast? I'll tell you. They're scared, bro. <laughs> they don't want me on their podcast. They don't. I don't want to deal with that. They don't want to. They don't want to deal with that. That that it's it's more fun to to bang on the drum, baby. It's more fun. Why are you having this guy on? Their 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 fans would revolt. They would revolt. Why are you having this Sony pony on your show? I can't even watch tonight. The PlayStation guys are friendlier to you. I got invited on on podcast that lean PlayStation because I was against the merger. I got Twitter fire because I called out the bad coverage about Activision Blizzard because the coverage was and still is abysmal. It's media malpractice. It's journalistic malpractice. The coverage of Activision Blizzard is a joke. It's laughable. Okay, I got heat on Twitter because of that. I went from like 500 followers to 2,500 because people were like, oh, this guy's bringing the heat and I continued to bring the heat and I continued to cover it in a factual way. Here's the facts. 
here's what I think. Here's the facts. Here's what I think. It was refreshing to a lot of people. And people who felt the same way were like, we want to have you on our podcast. How is that my fault? Like, what? That, that, that's a, a, apparently that's my fault. I should have been like, no, I'm only going to go on podcasts who are purely uh, neutral. Where are those podcasts, by the way? Where are they? Where are these super neutral podcasts? The ones that are literally called Xcast? Or, 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 like, there was a guy from Xbox era that reached out to me. I don't know what happened with that. They were wanting to have me on too. That would be great to be like, look, I was on Xbox era. I'll, I'll go on any podcast that'll have me. The question you should be asking yourself is, this guy's getting heat. He doesn't agree with Activision Blizzard. And who had me on their podcasts and who attacked me, maligned me, slandered me, attacked my character, tried to bring up lies and slander from 2020. Don't you see? Oh, you He only went on PlayStation podcasts. Well, gee, I wonder why. One side maliciously attacked me and tried to hurt me and tried to hurt me professionally. The other side was like, hey, bro, come on the podcast. Let's have a conversation about that. Which side seems kind of scared, kind of shaky, kind of nervous? What's the problem? What's the big deal? Am I am I that scary? Some short little white dude with a beard screaming into a microphone? Is it really that terrifying? Eugene says, Brap was an effing Xbox Live beta tester. He still plays Halo. He's a disaspected Xbox fan. A bunch of us are. Just effing stop. Yeah, that's also really unfair to Brap. Brap's done the same thing that a lot of us have. We didn't... Listen, we didn't tow the line. We didn't. We didn't tow the line. We are like, nah, man. This generation's failing just like the last one, and 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 then we get ridiculed for it. Brap literally was still playing Halo. The one time I was on, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna play Halo tonight." That doesn't sound like a PlayStation fanboy to me. Now, because if not, it's, you're you're gonna you're gonna bring it down when I'm trying to transition into the Diablo stream. Thanks, Mama. It's only scary if you have a little mustache. <laughs> How tall are you? I'm 5'6". <laughs> Isn't it true that the Series S is limiting devs being able to deliver next-gen content? Lono has been removed from chat. Right. It's exhausting, says Zubair. We need to stop arguing in good faith with people arguing in bad faith. I only indulge it a little bit here because we're at the we're we're at the tail end of the show, right? I'm not going to do this in the beginning of the show. The beginning of the show is where, where all of the, the fireworks and the monologue happens. But I'm willing to engage us on the tail end of the show in the hopes that there are people in the chat that are like, you know what? I was wrong about this guy. 
people are saying things on Twitter that aren't true. I hung out in his show. I looked at his past broadcasts. Yeah, this is is a place where I can come for good information. You're going to get good Starfield coverage from me. You're going to. You got, listen, whether you want to admit it or not, you got way better Redfall coverage from me than you did from all the pro Xbox channels. You got honesty. You got analysis. And guess who was right? It wasn't them. That should shake your confidence. That should shake your trust. Have you tried not being a pony? (laughs) You're putting on a show. I'm not chastising you at all. I'm speaking to others in chat that feel like me. We're choosing poorly and making ourselves nuts. Yeah, you guys don't have to do that. Uh, Influencer platform. Uh, We think your diversity review channel would be an excellent fit for this. Would you be interested to set up a profile? Um, Oh. Rooting for your 30k as a big fan? Really? <clears throat> anyway, anyway, anyway. That's I think that's that's enough about that. We should probably um yeah. I don't think we have do we have a did you make a thumbnail for today, creature? Because we could just debrief on today and on Starfield while we wait for the, the Diablo stream. I get it, but chat becomes more combative and starts to bicker between themselves when you get on uh, the offensive with these things. No, I get it, and I think there's a time and a place for it. I think there's a time and a place to be like, listen, because, you know, this guy's in chat. He wasn't being rude. He wasn't being malicious. So I engage with him. You know, and if chat needs to cool it, then they need to cool it. But, you know, I chose to engage with somebody that wasn't just be in here being nasty. You know, you had a positive impression on, oh, no, it's Alex. His videos have gotten great. I mean, I wouldn't say his videos are great because of me. I think his videos are great because, you know, he's pushing. He's pushing. He's got a drive. He's got that fire. You know, he's pushing. He wants to he wants to hit. He wants to hit big numbers. Oh, look at you. Getting fresh. See the chips. That's dangerous. Double fresh. Oh, what's up, cootie? Oh, sorry. Like, when it gets hot... Uh, fine. If if it gets hot outside, it gets cooler in here. When we're in the in-between, it's like the air doesn't kick on enough. My point was, a lot of the Xbox community do not like Brap, and seeing as you're on his show, they're automatically going to associate with him, even if it's true. I'm not responsible for people's lack of, you know, charity and nuance. I'm not responsible for that. That's on them. Lona won't play Mario Kart since Talika repeatedly kicked his butt on a Friday night. That's true. I'm still licking my wounds. 
I'm still licking my wounds. <laughs> Why isn't anyone covering Zelda? I'm not covering Zelda because Nintendo terrifies me. They're DMCAing people. Once the game is out, I'll play it. I'm going to play it this Friday. We're not going to do a show with 30 and still gaming. We'll do a talk show in the morning, and then we'll jump into Zelda in the afternoon. But until that game is out in the wild and on the street and able to be played and all that, I, I'm not touching that game, dude. Nintendo's been, been nuts. They freaking DMCA'd Alana Pierce for watching a video that had footage that was cleared. It's footage that's in the public view. He knocked her offline on Twitch. She got a temporary ban. It only lasted an hour, but still, I'm not... Bro. Nope, I don't play with them, bro. I don't play with them. I don't cover them a lot for that reason, because I don't like the way they treat content creators. You, you're not, you don't get to disrupt my business. Uh-uh. Get out of here with all that draconian nonsense, bro. Mm-mm. That's my money. That's my family. Uh-uh. <laughs> You're not important enough to my brand for me to risk that. I'll play your big games when they come out, like Zelda, and then I will quickly move on. On the microtransaction poll, it's kind of tricky for some people. It doesn't concern them if they aren't a consumer of that product. Can you do a recap? Um, 500 VIPs and Lono starts covering Nintendo. Yeah, I was thinking if we hit 300 VIPs, maybe you guys could do like a, you know, like a monthly game request or something. Like, I know we don't want to get back into like voting for games, but like VIPs could like monthly ask me to play something. And then Mike and Creature could just sit there and roast me while I play it. Like, that could be really fun. (laughs) But we would only do that like when we hit milestones. We're actually close to the 300 VIP milestone. Ordinary gamers poking the Nintendo bear. That would be my my only word of advice and caution to, oh no, it's Alex because I like him and I consider him a friend. He got to stop poking that Nintendo bear, dude. They, they'll they wipe you from the face of the earth. We won't even know what happened. We'll be like, where, where'd he go? Where's his channel? I would not poke that bear at all. You're not poking a grizzly. You're poking a Kodiak. They will take your head off in one swipe. Floom. And what are you gonna do? How are you gonna How are you gonna fight back? I don't know if we need another incentive. The stream is such is such good stuff as it is. If the stream isn't enough to get people, then nothing short of this will work. <laughs> VIPs. If it's not Redfall every week, I'll be very disappointed in you. <laughs> uh. I think creatures AFK. We'll just use a default. Um, we'll just use a default thumbnail for today. A grizzly versus a gorilla. Who wins? The gorilla. Kodiak is a grizzly. I thought. No, I believe it's the largest. It's the largest bear. Aren't Kodiaks bigger than polar bears? It's a Kodiak brown bear. It's an Alaskan brown bear. It's not a grizzly. Kodiaks are, I believe, the largest bears. I think they're larger than polar bears. Because polar bears are freaking huge. And Kodiaks can get bigger. No way, man. Grizzly all day. Oh, you think the grizzly would be the gorilla? What you want, I'm right here. I figured we could do a... uh, We should have a, a thumbnail for today to debrief, like a Starfield debrief thumbnail 
so that I, I just I don't like that default reforge uh, whatever it is called. I like to have the unique thumbnails now. I was just, I wasn't sure if you made one. We probably should have made one. We're not doing an upload today because we're doing two live shows. I thought Kodiaks were polar bears. No, huh? Polar bears are bigger. Polar bear versus Kodiak size. Kodiak bears are much larger than polar bears on average, though some extremely large polar bears have proven this fact incorrect. So it looks like on average, Kodiaks are bigger, but the records are held by polar bears. Kodiaks are just insane, bro. I think polar bears eat people more. Alright, here's just a scale picture to show you. This is just to give you an idea. So, six foot human, a black bear, a grizzly, and a dadgum brown bear. Like a Kodiak brown bear. (laughs) I even think Kodiaks can get taller than nine foot, can't they? I feel like they can. Here's a here's a good image. Yeah, they're giving it to polar bears in this one. Huh. I I yeah, I thought I thought that Kodiaks could be bigger. I mean, right here, shoulder height of 1.2 to 1.5, 1.2 to 1.6 It's really close. It's really, really close between these guys. Their skull length, their shoulder height, uh, their weight. Polar bears can weigh a little bit more. A little bit more on average. Oh, they ma- they've maxed out at 1,000. A- <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm going to start the Kodiak versus Polar Bear Wars. <laughs> oh, how far are we in this bracket? Okay, we're fine. We're fine. We've got time. Black bears run away from you. Brown bears run to you. Creature, when you said no, did you say, are you not going to make one or can you make one quick? Can you quick, like, fla- slap one together? We've got, we've got some time to kill. I mean, there's no rush to, there, we don't have to rush to members right now. The member stream's only going to be about an hour anyway. Lona made it sound like the largest bear was a zoo bear. <laughs> Polar bears break records, end of story. Hippo's where it's at. Did you see the video of the of the hippo trying to get out of the enclosure and the guy smacking it on the snout and it, he got it to go back in? I was like, bro, you wouldn't pay me enough to be smacking some hippo on the snout. Hippos kill more people in Africa than lions do. Heck no. Gorillas are physically stronger than any bear. Bears have the weight and speed advantage. But that's what I mean. I feel like a silverback, like a full-grown silverback gorilla would just break b- break a, a, a bear's skull. Just, just, it would crush it. 
they're so strong one punch from a from a silverback and that bear wouldn't even know what its name was it'd be like like it'd be over it would rattle that thing's skull so hard that thing couldn't see straight bears have speed and claws but brother if that silverback lands one punch that grizzly bear that kodiak that polar bear it's not going to know what kind of animal it is its brain's going to be rattling around like a marble in a tin can Kodiak can break a moose back with one swipe. Mm, I don't know. It'd be a really close fight. Thank you, Hilly, for adding Lono to the image. Chimps kill gorillas? They do? Okay, set up the GoFundMe so we can buy a bunch of bears and gorillas. Ah! <laughs> uh, uh, uh. What's this? Oh, creatures got some kind of a. He's getting. He's getting. Or he's being rebooted. It says online that gorillas weigh 300 to 500 pounds. Kodiaks weigh 600 to 1400 pounds. I'm putting my money on the bear. Yeah, but weight's not everything. Strength. Strength would determine the winner large groups of chimps not 1v1 I'm going to say a chimp 1v1 against a silverback what's the hitting power that that's the question is what's the hitting power because if they're both swinging at each other and they're wailing on each other's faces and bodies the, the cuts from the bear would be devastating to the to the ape but if the silverback connects a full power punch wham on the bear's head bro that bear ain't going to be able to see straight bear is a killing machine I'm just thinking about posture as well like the bear just leads with its snout it's going to get punched the day a YouTuber was cancelled for proposing an animal gladiator show there it is a silverback gorilla according to the internet the grizzly wins yeah there's an internet that's, that's argued it yeah silverback gorilla versus a grizzly bear Lion hold my beer. Lions actually no, a lion would a lion would struggle against both a grizzly and a and a silverback. A lion? No. Now a tiger on the other hand, tigers are huge. Tigers are bigger than lions. <clears throat> it's a bear stands up, the gorilla can't reach its head. That's true. That's true. Height would give the bear a huge advantage. He goes up and he comes down on the gorilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bite power, claws, size, and weight, the bear wins. Yeah, the bears do end up standing up on your on their feet, you're right. This reminds me of a debate I always had with my friend. He believed that he could win in a cage fight against a cheetah. No weapons needed. He thinks he thought he could win because as soon as you give as soon as you give him a machete or a gun, it's over, right? A che- cheetahs aren't known for fighting. But if I put you, full grown cheetah, and a man, a grown man, in a cage fight against a cheetah, and that cheetah's got fight or flight, and he's got nowhere to go, you're going, you're getting ripped up. He believed he could beat a cheetah in a cage fight. 
we used to argue that every day at work. I'm like, bro, there's no way. There's no way. When that thing has to fight or flight, and there ain't no flight, bro, that cheat is going to maul you to bits. It's going to bite, claw. You're going to be you're gonna be bleeding so bad, you're not even going to know what happens. Cats are so fast, he's going to be like, bat, bat, bat. He's going to smack your face, and your face is going to look like mutilated bacon. You're like, Ugh. Oh, cheetah's claws aren't that sharp. They're more dull for running. Yeah, let them smack you in the face a couple of times. You're not going to say that. You're going to look like mincemeat. I don't think I would beat him, but I could not die. Well, right. We're not, I'm not saying like beat, like, oh, you know, would you die? Because you might be too... It depends. They're used to taking down, you know, smaller game. They try to, you know, they try to snag the baby antelope. Cheetahs, despite being the weakest fighters of the big cats, bring down athletic and strong antelope by themselves. That's what I'm saying. Think of that arm strength smacking you in the face. Do you know what I'm saying? They're skittish and shy. Right, in a cage fight, though. Because if you challenge a cheetah in the wild, they'll run away for the most part. There was a lady who, like, sw- she was gonna she was getting attacked by some cheetahs, and she, like, swung her handbag and hit them in the head, and they ran away. They don't like to fight. They're not aggressive. But you put them in a cage match, and you fu- it's, it's fight or flight? Bro. Their, their, their arm strength smacking you a couple of times, you would be devastated. They're so fast. I would take a house cat over your friend. Yeah, uh, house cats are vicious if they have their front claws because they are fast. They start slicing up your nose and your eyes. Dogs against cats rarely win because the dog leads with their face and the cat's like, (laughs) and the dog's like, what happened? Their eyes like hanging out of their head. You'd have to withstand getting cut open and still fight. They live by killing things and eating them. Your friend microwaves Hot Pockets. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Send to the Shadow Realm. All right, let me schedule this member stream. I'll gift the five that I owe you guys in a minute. If you want to go crazy and push this to 50, you got a little bit of time. Let me let me push it here. Um, Hang on. I'll use this uh, stream, um, Garfield, Micros, Debrief, Members Only. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's so good. Your friend microwaves Hot Pockets. That's perfect. Uh... Yeah, we'll just use the Reforge Refuge thumbnail. It'll work because we haven't used it in a while, so it'll it'll stand out to a certain degree. Anyone seen the video a few years back where the dude uh, punched the kangaroo in the face and it just stood there confused? Dude, a kangaroo will mess you up. A kangaroo will mess you up. He, that dude got lucky. No lying. That guy got lucky. Because if that thing would have reacted really, really fast and started fighting back, that would have gone very differently. Very differently. Yo! 
this man. Thank you, creature. That looks really good, too. Let me change the thumbnail. Let me change the thumbnail. That looks really good. I didn't think you were going to be able to do it when your computer was doing its stupid restart thing. I thought I thought our goose was cooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saved his dog from the kangaroo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did. But it could have gone very differently, dude. Kangaroo was like, as the kids say, that kangaroo was swole. His like chest. <laughs> I was like, boy, he starts swinging on you. You're not gonna think this is very cool. You're gonna be you're gonna be bleeding. <laughs> what do they say? You're gonna be leaking. Oh, he leaking. Yeah, you're gonna be leaking. That kangaroo starts smacking you around. Hmm. <laughs> be leaking. All right, hang on a second. Let me set up the read. Peter's claws are so weak. They can't kill anything with them. They're designed to give them speed over land. They aren't effective in a fight. Homie, but you have to think about how strong their arms are. Fuzzy, if a really, really strong guy like started like hitting you or stabbing you in the face with a blunt wooden knife, it would mess you up. <laughs> They're so strong. Imagine those claws being like, bam, 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 bam. You know, just on your face. Two or three real quick hits. Have you ever seen cats smack something? You're just like, <laughs> it's okay. Their claws aren't that sharp, and your jaws like hanging. <laughs> they're they're strong, bro. Cheetahs are strong. Lono's the new uh, Steve Corwin, Jeff Corwin, Cocaine Bear vs. Congo. All right, if you guys want to come with us to the member stream, give me a second. I'm gonna gift five members. I owe you guys five. Give me one second here. Uh, there it is. Remember gifting five. I'm going to do a redirect, but I'll also put a link in chat. When we're done with this member stream, we're actually going to do a Diablo stream as well. I thought somebody gifted members and it was me. I was like, oh, somebody gifted some members. It's just me. Yo, my man Fistmaster got one. If you're here, Scott, good to see you. I'm going to put a link in chat. That is where we are heading. And then we're going to be back for a Diablo stream. So if you're not a member and can't come with us, become one. It's five bucks, right? It's only five bucks, and you get to be a part of these debriefs all the time. And uh, and then we're going to do a Diablo stream later. We're going to watch that dev update, okay? This is going to be a member stream where we are going to debrief and just talk about the day we can talk about really anything but we did a stream this morning about the starfield microtransaction situation i ran through the history of microtransactions with starfield and even looked at the fact that if it has the creation club in it that's actually a microtransaction storefront so be sure to watch that video also be sure that you are in the discord that's a great way to not miss out on what is going on friday night stream is going to be the just dance stream we do those Star Wars streams. Consider upgrading the VIP. We're really close to 300 VIPs. That'd be a great milestone. Uh, you can go to the members page or the C perks option and upgrade for five bucks. It's only ten dollars instead of five dollars to be a VIP. And we do those end of the week VIP unfiltered streams. I'm going to end the previous stream about Starfield and bring everybody over via the redirect.